still technically on a lunch break? Yes. I know, I heard, well, no, the raffle's going on. It's a raffle break, yeah. Yeah. How you feeling? You doing well? Uh, yeah, better, okay, or better than I was. Uh, I was struggling for a while, and then it hit noon, and the headache went away, and so the drinks came out, and uh, then I, I kind of overindulged a little bit, so pulling back, because uh, it's going to be a long night, so I'm trying to pace myself, and it's currently 2.03 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I uh, want to wanna be here for the long haul, Scott. So, yeah. The thing about this, this goofiness that's going on right now, and that I, by that I remember remember I'm referring to alcohol if I saw myself 10 years ago now oh, you fucking bum right <laughs> but, I mean it's not but it's fun to do this well, I, like, I, let's, I don't want to I don't want to go into the, I, I like the, the, uh, the, the, the guts of day drinking I'm not going to do that I like the meme that's like uh, your future self is laughing at you right now and the guy's like well, fuck that'll ruin that guy's life <laughs> and that's kind of the mentality <laughs> Brandon <Anyway>. Masulo <laughs> Hi. Hi. How's it going? You're like you're you're thinking like maybe I should have stayed at my table. <laughs> with, with no but books. there's no point because you sold all your I books. I did sold out, so there's no point in uh, me being there. Well, I mean you're right across the way here too. Yep. It's nice to finally meet you, sir. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had you on the show not too long ago, and it was a yep. riot. It was totally great to talk to you there. Yeah, it was amazing. Amber and I were totally looking forward to meeting you here too. So here we are talking. This is your first time here. First right? time here, yeah. Yeah. First what time in think? Illinois. What, I love it. Oh, first time in Illinois. This is. Yeah. I want to ask you about Illinois. I'll ask, just ask you about the conference. <laughs> this think? is the best conference I think I've been to in a long time. What do you it's like really, the most about it? I like, number one, it's really organized. That's my big Really? Point. Yes. That's the first time I've ever heard that about this conference. Well, I, mean, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean, that, we ahead. see behind the scenes a little bit sometimes, and it might seem like chaos, but on the front end, apparently, uh, I guess relative yeah. to other conferences. Yeah, sometimes, as far as the speaker goes, uh, they don't give warning that you're going up. They don't give your bio. You just have to show up at 12 o'clock or whatever and go. You know? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 So sometimes you just walk up there and start speaking, and people are just wandering in and out. They don't know what's going on. So the organization part is, the, to me as a speaker, that's the one thing I really, really uh, look forward to on conference. Yeah. But number two here is the people. I've had such great, amazing conversations over the table. Yeah. Um, uh, and Troy and Lisa have been amazing from the start. Yeah. Um, the, the venue, the staff, everything has been great at this place. Yeah. Um, it, and we talked about this with Karen earlier. She stopped by. And um, what I always say is, like, this conference is, it's, Troy never has let it get too big intentionally. You know, he keeps it at a certain level. And we've had, you know, him and I have had this conversation. He's like, I don't want it to get so big where it's it's, it's not going to be a personal thing there. Okay. Yeah. Right? So that's, and I said this, me and Karen talked about that. I'll say it again. If you don't, you come to this conference and you don't leave here with like a new friend or having some really cool conversation with somebody, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's the nicest way I can say it. You're doing it wrong because this is a perfect environment for people who believe or who are into this, any of these topics we talk about at these conferences to really mix it up with people and hang out. I, I go to so many different conferences myself, like, you know, with music or with the paranormal or other stuff, technology conferences I go to. And a lot of times I go to these things because, yeah, I am interested in what's happening, like what's, what's happening. But I always find myself the best part about the conferences is just bumping into random people and having hilarious conversations. And there's some, you know, like I go to the Maryland, I talk about the Maryland Death Fest I like to go to in Baltimore every year. There's a guy, this was like five 
five years ago, I was in line for one of the shows to get into the venue, and there was this guy and his daughter sitting there, and she had a patch of a band that I love. I'm like, dude, that's really cool, you know. That's I talk with those. I talk. I talk. And she's like, oh yeah, you like that? Yeah. And so we and, and her dad's there, and we all start talking. This is one of my travel buddies now. Oh, nice. Yeah, like we actually like meet up and go to things. Like we're traveling. And we're doing a big trip in August and September. So that's what I like about conferences. I've met some really amazing people that are dear friends of mine now. They don't live around the block for me. This guy's from Arizona and his daughter, right? They're from Arizona, but we hang out. We talk all the time. We do have the internet, right? Yeah. And we do amazing stuff together and have all these really great memories and fun stuff. Different, but the same. A lot of people you can. There's people I've met at paranormal conferences. A lot of people at this conference years and years and years ago. Renee just walked by, for example. Yeah. I, I've known Renee for 15 something years now, and I consider her a dear friend. So, if you're not leaving here with something like that under your belt, I think yep. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's not only about hearing speakers. It's about connecting and talking with the people, the, the people who are attending here. Yeah. You know yeah. the conversations. And, you know you talk about theories and thoughts and experiences and. You, you just really connect. It's like people of like minds. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, totally. Yeah, That's great, great networking. Honestly, I hate to kind of use that term and not make it kind of friendly, but I mean, you make connections. And you know, well, that's what you do, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what's supposed to happen. I think. Um, that's why I like this conference because I'll, I'll be totally blunt. Uh, I we ghostly talk has been we used to travel a lot back in the older days. We were on the road all the time, and some of the conferences, especially like, like in 2007, 2008, it got really weird. <laughs> well, it's, and, and I'll be and I'll be totally honest about it. I mean, it, you know what I'm going to say. There was the media type things, uh, TV shows. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that some of these conferences they they literally were turning into popularity contests. Like, oh. and like, and, and when we kind of got went to the end of our run with you know the you know the last run we did up in like 2009, um, one of the things I noticed when, when we go on the road was people didn't have names anymore. They all had titles. I've said this before. Everybody I'd meet at a conference somewhere was like, "Well, I'm the vice president. I'm the president. I'm the so and so." And they all had a fucking project too. <laughs> they all had a fucking project. No one was just a real person. And I found myself going to people going, what's your name? Like, who are you? Like, what's up? Like, are you a real person or are you just this president or vice president or expert or whatever you are? And I, and I know it's important for people to have titles and be parts of things. It's super, it's part of the, it's part of the human experience. You, you, you want to be, that's why this conference is happening. People with like minds, right? But that's what really kind of started freaking me out. And I don't, well, I don't go to those conferences anymore. Well, that's, that's why I didn't want to use the term networking honestly because it's a lot of you know you're plugging and promoting yourself and stuff and, yeah. but I mean but I get, I get what you mean yeah. I'm glad that that's not what you think this no, is no like absolutely not swung you know it got to that point where it's too much of that going on and the people sort of took over the conference again and made right. more yeah, yeah. personal connections sure. and yeah. less you know I, I'm important because of A, B, and C or right. the situation I mean and maybe I mean at least for me uh, 
I just don't expose myself to that no more, I guess. Like, I just, okay. I run away from that. I mean, I know it still happens, and I'm not complaining in any way. It's just, it's just what happens. It's okay. That's good for people. That's that's great. Not for me. Yeah. When I meet someone personally, I want to have a, you know, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I want to talk to that person about the subject. We're talk about the, let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about stuff. Let's, let's get into it. I don't want to talk about your project. <laughs> I don't care about what you're the president of. You know, I it, it don't matter to me. You're just a person, man. It's cool. I'm, I'm done. I'm not bitching, but I am bitching, I guess. I don't know. It's a backhand. back to what we were talking about with this thing is yeah I've had like I've had dozens of conversations with random people I have never met before this weekend Rachel right here this young lady for example the poor girl had to look at my back for a couple hours last night and I felt bad about that because this chick is dynamite she's super cool and we've been talking all afternoon about all kinds of crazy stuff and it, and I all I had to do was just turn around and go hi and here we are thumbs up from Rachel right what's that we're de- we're, yeah, we're best friends now. Yeah. Dear well, friends. I, I bought some art from Rachel earlier today. What would you buy? Uh, a Beetlejuice picture. Oh, you nice. Buy anything yet. Well, me? Whoa. Oh, here we go. God's <laughs> moving down. <laughs> Way to throw me under the bus, Brandon. Uh, well, in keeping with the spirit of being, being completely friendly and not being self-promotional or anything, Brandon, you have a new book. <laughs> No, but, but I do want to talk about it. It's called The Ghost Studies, New Perspective on the Origin of Paranormal Experiences. I'm curious, what, like, this is your first book, right? Or, yes, okay. yeah, you're right, you're right. What's it, what's it been like to write a book, and how, how is that, what have you learned from that? Oh, boy. Um, well, it took me about five years to write the book, so um, it was quite a journey. Um, there were a lot of days where I thought I was going to give up on it. But, really? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I thought I was going to sit down and just write out, you know, write a book. Yeah. It takes a year, whatever. But I actually found myself discovering more about myself as I was writing it. My thoughts changed, things changed, and then out came the book. Um, so it's been quite a kind of an up and down process. And I'm sure some of your listeners probably have book ideas as well. And then one of the biggest challenges is getting something published. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, that is a huge obstacle out there nowadays. Sure. For people like me who aren't good at doing it, um, like self-wise, like getting together to PDFs and the covers, yeah, and, yeah. Um, getting all that. I couldn't do that, so I had to find somebody. And it took me about six months, almost a year, to find an actual publisher really? to take a book. Yeah. So that that was an exhausting process. And you talk about marketing for a person who's not really a mark in the marketing field. I had to write up all this stuff about why these publishers should buy my book, and, do, and that was a grueling process that not a lot of people think about. Yeah. You start sitting down writing this book. Sure. Um, so if, if your listeners are out there, that's some of the things you have to think about. You do have to promote yourself to some degree. You have to write a whole thing about why people would buy your books, what makes your book different than everybody else's, for your publisher even sort of to think about that. Yeah. And you just wanted to write a book. You didn't want to have to do all that shit. I just wanted to put my thoughts out there. Yeah. The next thing you know, I'm, I'm writing like proposals and I'm looking up the number of paranormal groups in the United States and how many people, you know, it's all this crap I was looking at. You gotta like justify, like rationalize yeah. why anybody should care, but you just want to write a book. Yeah, I just want to write, people will buy it, trust me. Right. But they, they don't, <laughs> that doesn't work. Just buy the damn thing, shut up! <laughs> That's right. Well, so, so say you were to do it all again or do a second book, like what, what would you recommend or what would you do differently, you know, now that you've 
took you six months or a year to find somebody. Like, what would you do differently or recommend people to do if they're writing a book? Um, I think I think while you're writing the book, um, number one, passion is important. But try to think about who it, who it, who you're writing to. Okay. Are you writing to the general audience? Are you writing to academia? Are you writing to ghost hunters? Are you writing to um, adults? Are you writing to you know, all these things that really? What population are you gearing the book for? Yeah, yeah. Target market, yeah. The target market, because that's really what. If you want to get a publisher for it, those are the questions you're going to have to ask later on. And also, when you're writing a book, what makes your book different than everybody else's? So there's a lot of books out there about haunted locations. There's a lot of books out there about personal experiences. What makes your book different? Right? Have you been to a location that no one else has been to? You got information no one else got. So when you start writing a book, you want to make sure it's it's unique and it's something that's not flooded in the market that's already out there. Sure. Yeah. So what is it about your book then? How, how did you set it apart? How did you kind of get an angle? Yeah. So what I did was, you know, there's I, I kind of took that angle that I talked about. There's a lot of books out there that talk about um, personal experiences and great ghost stories, but they kind of leave it at that. They don't go a step further and explain maybe what's happening. Okay. So what I did was I I have all these case examples in the book, and then I go and I explain maybe what's happening to it. Yeah. And I provide um, new research into the paranormal field as well. So new theories, new thoughts, different takes on different thoughts. Yeah. So I moved it all around, and I came up with this is a book that's very unique. It's not out there. Right. Now there was a lot of publishers who said, uh, no, we're not buying your shit. But New Page Books was very interested in it, and they've been amazing ever since I got it. Now they're called Red Wheel Wiser, uh, which they're still a great publishing company. So uh, it just took that one person to kind of take it. When, it. when it comes to this stuff, I always say if it was easy, everybody would do it. And that's really, I mean, I've been through so many projects now, you know, whether in, in all different forms, and they're all a pain in the ass. Total pain in the ass, over and over again. Um, and that's, yeah, it's just, it's painful to try to do something. You know, and, you know, the thing with, you know, any medium of art, you know, and I'll, I'll throw the, the term art over all of it. I mean, Christ, okay, we have these cards. That's art. You know, and somebody's going to, I mean, a lot of people are going to grab these cards and go, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Hey, they're nice cars. They got the raised tech. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna clean something with it. They're gonna, they're gonna, I don't know, whatever. And the Amber, you just, yeah, these doing drugs do. with that. Is that what that was? <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have said that. You line it up. No, I, whatever. Okay, I didn't mean it like that. But yeah, it's got the raised lettering. But yeah, people, are, you know, any like a little thing like this, people are gonna look at this and be like, all right, fine. And to people, it's just whatever. But even this little project that we did, Amber did. I didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> she put a lot of time into that. It's a lot of work. And it had to go to a press, and, it had, and everything had to be proofread. I mean, there's a million things you gotta do just for a stupid little card or a sticker or a, a postcard. Um, if it was, if, you know, again, if it was, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. And so, when you go into a, the magnitude of a book, yeah. right? It's very difficult. There's just so much that goes into that, and you know, you get the, you know, most people get the end product. Yeah. You get to read it. Yeah. Uh, I read that. It took me a couple hours. I'm done. Yeah. You spent years. Yes. Yes. You spent years. It just all the, tough, it, there's so many citations in that book. Like there's four pages of just references in there, yeah. which that section alone took me two weeks to compile. Yeah. You know, and most people don't even flip to that it's section. It's a thankless <laughs> job. Man. It's a yeah. total. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hell, most 
the books like this probably don't have a citation section because they're just, just spewing yeah. out whatever. Yeah. But just a small thing like that takes weeks and weeks and weeks. Sure. Too, you know, so, um, you know it, was, it was overall, it's a, at the end, it's a great experience, but going through it, it was, it was a bit of a, you know, there were times I just, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I really don't. You going to do it again? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, Man, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> you ready for another one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see. One of my all-time favorite Star Trek, like, like from the movie, uh, well, Generations, the Star yeah. Trek movie, when Data gets the emotion ship. Um, if I'm speaking like total French to you guys. I've seen um, the episode. I know where you're going. Oh, wait, no, there's, the no, there's no nerd. The there's no nerd. Data, well, no, Data gets the emotion ship, and he, go, and he goes into the bar with Guinan, Whoopi Goldberg. Guinan, and he's like, he, he has emotions now. He can taste things. And he takes a shot of something, and he's like, this is awful. I hate it. And she's like, would you like another? He's like, yes, please. The <laughs> same thing. Same. The same exact yeah, idea. Because, yeah. you know, the thing about that, like, even with doing our little show, it's a grind sometimes. I mean, some days I'm like, oh, God, I got to sit here and mix all this shit. I got to do all this work. And I always kind of think of the end game and go, and when I'm done, this is going to be really cool. I'm going to be really happy with this output. What we did, we did some good work. So that's what kind of drives through that. But some nights I'm like, God, my head hurts. I want to go to bed. I want my mommy. I just want to go away. I'm tired of this crap. Why am I doing this? Why am I sitting in this basement right now? I could be on a beach somewhere. But I think about the end game, the work. And that's what it all comes down to, I think, is the work that people do. And sometimes it's long term, like a book. Sometimes it's an hour, like I do. So we, we do a little episode. We talk to somebody. We talk to you, right? We talk to Karen. Yeah, there's Karen. There's Karen. <laughs> the unicorn. The unicorn. <laughs> That's the color of her hair. hair. It's unicorn. Oh. Yeah. Her words. We didn't get the fact check. I guess I'm a unicorn, too. Sure. We we had like a 15-minute conversation on her hair. Oh, I... Yeah. It's been a weird day. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. We weren't a pair of Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But Scott, to your point, though, you know, I've had no less than 20 people have come up to me since we've been here and said, hey, I really like your podcast, and I have no clue who this person is, and they just come up out of their way to tell me that, and that makes the work that does make it no it's really cool to hear that from people sure um, I think anybody who does anything like even like books and whatever it may be my my rule because I'm old now is do it for yourself I'm not 20 anymore so I'm not trying to impress anybody so you get old you're like I'm doing this no and I mean that so literally we we do that at least on our side sure oh yeah no same here we do it because it's fun to do we just enjoy doing it however it's very nice for someone to walk up and grab a car and go I love your show I like what you guys do. That really is nice to hear. I don't care how hardcore you may be, and I don't give a shit about anything. A compliment's a compliment. It's really nice to hear that from you. Sure. It's what keeps you going. So yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like it's nice to hear that. Fuel. Yeah, like, I you totally. need that every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, you would do the show if for yourself if no one was listening, but the fact that people are and they get excited about it, that really does help keep you going. Like you said, it's fuel, for sure. I do the show now because I wanted to do radio when I was a kid, and I didn't want to go to Specs Howard or something like that to learn how to do radio. I just wanted to cut through the middleman and right. do it. And, then, and we figured it out. We used the internet. There you go. And we got around all that crap. And we were able to like sit in our basement and be stupid and do dumb stuff, <laughs> right? And that's really what it comes down to. And what we have now, with, I mean, I'm, at least on this side of the table, yeah. We were talking about 
about this last night with podcasting and stuff like that. It's bizarre. I mean, there's millions of podcasts now, and I think that's really cool because uh, people can do anything. I mean, really, you can do what you want. There's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> right, well, look how far it's taken you, Scott. You've gone from doing something stupid in a basement to doing something stupid here with me. <laughs> And it's fucking great. And there's just more booze involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, back in the day, it was just like, oh, yeah, well, here we are. Ashtray in the middle of the table. <laughs> Oh, we've, we've grown. We've grown now. We're better. We're not chain smoking. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't smoke in the building. No, that's the only reason why. <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. It's so it's, cool it's to talk to you. Talking to you. It's so nice to meet you, man. I, yeah. I mean that. It's really cool to meet where, you. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they find the book? Uh, the book's pretty much available. Um, it, Amazon's the best place to get it. It's at Audible if you like listening to books. Um, is, it you, is it you talking? Yeah, did you do the audiobook? No, it's Morgan Freeman. Oh, no, 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 it's a fucking... <laughs> You got me. You bastard. You got me. He, he should though. He should now. No, it's, I think it's a. Uh, he might be an English guy. I'm not sure. Um, what is going on over here? <laughs> My one joke landed. It was good. It landed over there. So far away, but it landed. Um, but so you can get it at Audible. Uh, you can get it at um, Barnes and Noble. Has it? You just check to make sure it's yeah. there before you run out. Sure. So some. You're sold out here. Yeah. You ain't getting it here. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it was really great here. People really have been, uh, uh, after the presentation, they've been really uh, kind of coming over and talking about some personal stuff with them. It kind of makes me think like my theory is not all that healthy. Because when I'm in alone in a room typing about my theory, I'm like, am I the only one that's going to get this? Yeah. You know, but then when you kind of put it out there, people are saying, yeah, I get it. It's, it's very humble. So you can buy the book uh, Amazon. And, uh, my, my website is hauntedtheories.com. Hauntedtheories.com. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. We will talk later. Yes. All right, man. Ghostly talk. <laughs> 2019 Haunted America Conference, April. Slaughter. It's a dope-ass last name. It is a dope-ass last name. It's not changing. Like, I'm keeping it forever. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah, yeah. There's actually two Slaughter. No, there was the, like, the, the, like the, the, the dick rock band Slaughter. Right. But there was actually a Canadian death metal band named Slaughter, I remember. Too. Yeah. yeah, I remember. So, that, that, that's what my weird, one-sided brain does. It just thinks of band names. Oh, it's a cool name. It's it is a really cool no, day. You're getting married pretty soon, aren't you? I am, yeah, in October. October this 13th, year? yep. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I heard you mentioned that last time. I'm like, oh, far out, cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's going to be a paranormal themed wedding, so oh, why nice. not? Nice. Awesome. You should take your last name because it's so cool. You know, we've actually considered that, seriously, but I think his family. It's a new world, nice. do it. Yeah, yeah, totally do it. Totally. Why not, right? Hey, why not? I know Amber and I are talking. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. We'll be together. Well, we said that earlier, like 15 years now. Oh, wow. Longer yeah. than I've been alive. You don't have a license yet. So why haven't you put a ring on it? What's up? Ooh, I have. Oh, I, you we, have? I, we've been engaged for five. So what's the holdup? Like, talk to her. Oh, oh. Oh, it's okay. a her thing. It's a her thing. It's a her thing. That's generally. And, and the reason I say this is I'm like starting all this shit this weekend. Like, sure. everybody give her hell. Yeah, yeah. I wanted well, to I get will. this thing sure. done. Interesting. Well, no, yeah. We talked to Sh Sherry Breaks over in the corner yeah. over here, and she's doing an Ireland trip next year for one of her tour things. Mm -hmm. And Amber and I, the, the thing started with Egypt. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, I'll do it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, let's get married, mm -hmm. and we'll go to Egypt for our honeymoon. Sure. And the number was not cheap. No. But I'm sure. like, it'll be great. Let's do it. I'll pay for sure. it. I don't care. And she's like, nah, it's too much money. That, that, that's not her real voice. I don't 
don't know. That's the voice you use for her a lot. So. Yeah, I'm kind of. She's the voice she uses for me. It's, yeah, no, it's all great. It sounds like Cartman. Well, she sounds like Cartman a little bit too. That's pretty awesome. Cartman's pretty. Cartman, Cartman is the man or the kid. Yeah, the kid. So, he should be a man by now, but right. Yeah. So now, and then it went to Disney. Like, okay, we'll get married, go to Disney. It's like, and then this, we saw Sherry's thing. So that was as soon as I saw Sherry last night. That was the first thing I did. I said, hey, we have to talk. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, give me the numbers, and then bust her ass. Right. Make it epic. I want to do this thing. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's we're talking about doing it. But congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it took 40 years to find the one, but it was worth the wait. Can you tell me what goes into the paranormal themed wedding? Like, how well, does it work? Oh God, that's one, I'm all not, about this. What I, I obviously I'm not like a traditional person, so I didn't really want a big wedding. I didn't like, and I didn't know what kind of dress I wanted to wear. Like all that stuff, the girls yeah. get super excited about. I was like, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah, not so much. No, but my grandmother on my dad's side. showed up. Oh, all right. And so, to me, being involved in all this stuff, I'm like, that's not a coincidence. Right. So, uh, I decided to wear my grandmother's dress, but I added my own touch to it. So, basically, I covered it with black lace appliques, and there's some some black skull stuff hidden in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, everything at the wedding, is, it's going to be a night wedding in the middle of October. Um, awesome. Skull centerpieces. Great. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, Are you making the centerpiece? Yeah, absolutely. cheesy, yeah. you know, that are kind of like mass produced, yeah, sure. and then, spirit Halloween, yeah, totally, yeah. like, and some of that stuff's really awesome, yeah. but I just, like, I just want something that looks authentic, and so, I couldn't really have skulls in my wedding if I didn't make them, because right. I'd be like, no, this is not okay, sure. so, yeah, I mean, that part of it is fun, everything else, somebody else is doing, but, yeah, the centerpieces are mine, so, wow, it's going to be awesome, this year. yeah, Good for you. and I think I might slip some cannabis into the cake, I don't know, hey, <laughs> all right, right in the middle of Mormon country, so we'll see how that goes.
fun about being weird. Totally. Well, yeah, not that weird, though. Kind of weird. I mean, I know people. I mean, we all know people that where I'm from. I mean, yeah. I know some pretty gnarly people that they're into some pretty crazy stuff. Where I'm like, I'm like the little screw, like, they run away. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid 40s now, so it's like I, I, I always say I have the sexual prowess of a dinosaur. Like, I don't, I don't. I'm like, no, I want to get, I want to have a low sodium breakfast in the morning. There you go. And I want to sleep good at night. Those are like my biggest things I want right now. Those are those are my those are my desires. Yeah, sure. Like that's what I want out of life. So when I see like people my age mm-hmm. that are like, oh dude, took a leather. What? Look at this thing I got. It's totally studded. Like different, different strokes for different folks. And yes. li- I mean that literally. You know? Well, it was, I think that is a website as well. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it's gotta be going down this thing. When I when I lived in my condo years ago. You know, it was like basically a glorified apartment that I bought you know, many, many years ago. And, we, you know, obviously we're pretty close-knit, it's a close-knit community. I had some neighbors that they knew I was into, you know, I did computer stuff. So that, that thing, you know, we know you're into computers, mm-hmm. so fix this thing. Right? Always, they always. They bought a router for their, you know, for their, their condo, their condo. And they're like, hey, could you come by? We'll buy you some beer if you want. We'll hang out. Why am I using a southern accent? I don't know. We'll buy you some beer and we'll hang out, you know, and do whatever. And fine, okay, so I go over there. I'm like, yeah, I can hook The router's easy. It's like a five-minute job. So I walk in there, and they, this John and Lee were their names. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... They're long gone. So. Yeah. Um, so I went over there, and I had been over there in the living room before, and that's it. You know, and they're nice people. They're, they're, they're nice people. So I go in there, and I'm like, well, where's the computer at? Where's your actual, like, you know, your modem? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's back in the bedroom. I'm like, and I, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm traditional like that, not even for, like, weird stuff. Sure. Like, my bedroom's, like, one of my, it's, like, my sanctuary. Right. It should be, though. No one is allowed back there. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's my bedroom. It doesn't need traffic. Like, I've, had, I've been to people's places, like, yeah, go back into the bedroom. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back to the bedroom. That's your bedroom. I don't, I know. I'm weird like that. That's, that's my sure. one Makes place sense. on this planet that I don't want people to see. Sure. So, I'm like, okay. So, I was already worried out with that. So, I walk back there, and there's Mormon porn on the computer. Yes. No, there was a swing hanging from the ceiling. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sexy. Now, John's like, oh, yeah, the computer's right there, man. So, 
you know, we hang out. Amber's at the table by herself hanging out. She, I finally come over there and she's like, I didn't really, I wasn't even really watching like what was going on. So I come over there. I'm like, Amber, you know, I, you know what's going on? She's like, uh, well, the, the people here are so nice. So we, we didn't know like where we were at in the bar was like right in the middle, the heart of this swingers gathering. There weren't like signs and flyers. No, there weren't. It's just these people were. So I just kind of like let it play out just to see what happened. And they, Amber's like, well, it was so. These people are so friendly at this bar. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they had no motive at all. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is nice. a swingers party, right? They kept trying to get me to put my keys in this fish yeah, in this bowl. It was really strange. <laughs> so weird. So I, I ended up like kind of letting it out, me and my coworker, and she's like, you guys are a couple of dicks. Let me sit here for like 10 minutes like this. Like 10 people come to me and introduce themselves, said, hello, yeah. I'm so-and-so, what's your name? Yeah. Thinking she was part of the party. Yeah. And it was John and Lee. They were like, they were right there. I'm like, people are freaks, man. She's probably like, why is everyone winking at me? Right. What, what? They kept saying, are you interested? And I didn't get, get it. it. Yeah. yeah, sure, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but that freak flag thing you're talking about, yeah. I think more people should, yeah, they should fly. You know, I mean, I, that's the problem well, right if you're there. you're comfortable with it, you know. But some people aren't, and I get it. Here's the thing. I, I understand some people, their lives and careers depend on anonymity. Sure, sure. Right? I get that part. So, really, if you're in a situation like that, I mean, I, hey, man. Yeah. Keep it quiet. But I think more people really should be open about stuff like that. I mean, well, I think not if, me. If but, you don't feed your monster, you become it. So at yeah. some level, like if you don't acknowledge, like people get in relationships and they don't discuss sex, yeah. even though they're having it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm too scared to say that I want to try this or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it ends up ruining relationships. So like if you don't just like front load it and yeah. just say, hey, I'm, are you into this? Yeah. No? Okay, well, cool. Let's figure out something else that works for us. Yeah. But if you don't feed it, then that's when you go underground and you consume and that's when you start doing your shit. And then psychologically, shit. it puts you in a mindset you never would have been in had you just been honest right. and owned it. That's true. And, and we all have, it's, it's a physiological need. All of us have this need, so why are we all like shaming each other for it? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of that, you know, it's like humans. Yeah. Humans like us. People like us. If you look at the animal kingdom, they're not, animals are, you know, like a lion or a, a turtle or a bear or sure. whatever it may be. They're not weighed down with this idea of this awkwardness that we no. have mm -mm. as people when it comes to intimacy and relationships sure. and things like that. You know, I mean, just just asking a person on a date. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know that. We're all at that point in our lives where we've all dated and, and sure. you know, like awkwardness and weirdness. Just to ask fear someone on a rejection, date. rejection, you know? It's, it's fear of rejection. The people that are truly free in those situations are people that don't, don't fear rejection. Right. And I know people like that. They're like, I don't care. I'll ask the rest says, no, I don't care. And the thing is, that's healthy about that is not every person is suited for every person. You don't have to take it personally. No, you can't. You just be like, you know what? I'm attracted to that person. They're not attracted to me, but there's going to be somebody that is. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like, you can say, I like fried chicken. I like S&M. Like, why does it have to be yeah. such a... Taboo. Yeah, yeah. And I just think if people were honest with each other, it doesn't have to be public. Like, you don't have to be like, hey, by the way, I'm into this. Right, yeah, right. But if you if you want to start a relationship with somebody, the best thing you can do is just be like, hey, this is me. Yeah. There are things I can live without. There are things I can't live without. So let's go from there. And yeah, I yeah. think that's why my fiance and I click so well is right when we start. And he doesn't talk very much. Like, he's super quiet. And I'm in everybody's faces. So <laughs> as soon as we, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said no. Wait, he asked you to be his girlfriend? Yeah. When we started dating, he's like, will you, can we be exclusive? And I said, no. I'm like, it's not to hurt your feelings, but I'm just not to the point where I know you want to. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and he just kept pursuing me, and then. 
thank you for taking the guesswork because I think men have a different pressure there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both men and women have different ideas of what the other one might want, but yeah. Yeah. It's, women, sadly, for you guys, we can get it whenever we want it. Oh, it, it, it like, you totally can. Yeah. It's, there's, it's like, uh, hey, like that's all it is. But yeah. for men, there's a lot more work involved generally, and yeah. and so for, I feel bad for them because it's like they're worried about missteps and everything. Yeah. So I tried to remove that for him and just go, hey, this is what I like. This is what I'm into. But I'm open. Tell me what you're into. And he was like, I've never been able to just talk about right. it. Right. Well, that's very healthy though, too. Right? Sure. Yeah. It, it's you know I know I can understand how a person will be will be knocked off balance hearing that. Right. They've sure. never heard that. And he was. Yeah. They've never heard that. Mm -hmm. So, but it's healthy. Yeah. And I mean, more people should. And I. And this goes for both men and women too. Yeah. Um, people should be more upfront about things. Be they more honest and just. To be in someone's face about things, but just say, "Hey, you know, this is what's up." Yeah. You know, and I mean, and it doesn't. I mean, as long as you're not literally not hurting yeah. someone psychologically or physically, yeah, 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 yeah. it's all okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. So uh, he he was really grateful when he actually started talking. He was like, "Thank you for not making me guess and for not making me try to yeah, yeah. impress you with things that you didn't want." Like sure. he's like, "I wow." Like he's like, "Yeah, now I need you to marry me." I'm like, "Cool." So you know. <laughs> It yeah. worked out. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's just the best. I I reached I reached forty this year and it was like why am I trying to impress anybody with anything whether yeah. it's what I do for a living or where I live or it doesn't matter. Isn't it's, it? It's liberating. It is. It's totally liberating. I, I'm forty four now. Yeah. And I remember very when forty hit it was like that age. Yeah. That age. It's a it's a, it's a milestone age. I think forty is that where and I, you know it's like maybe it's societal like maybe you should I I don't like to put it in a square going, you know, this is, well, I'm 40 now, I have right, to do things, right. you know, this is, I'm 40, Yeah. life changes, yeah. no it don't. Are we scaring him, he looks like he's 14. Well, I'm, say, I'm, he looking, 14. I'm looking oh, forward okay. to 40 in 26 years. I'm just, I'm taking copious notes. Yes. However, the, the one thing with 40 is just that, I think, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. You get to that point, and what I say is, like, if you get to 40 without, like, you know, a drug habit. Right. Spiraling, like going down in credit card debt or losing your house. Right. You've done a lot of things right. Right. You've gotten where you need to get. There's still time to grow. There's lots of things you should be doing as a person. But I think if you get there, you've done pretty good. Yeah. And that's where I have a friend that said this term or this, this idea. We were talking about this stuff. He built a house. This guy's done really, you know, really successful guy, brilliant person. His name is Martin. And we were talking about these very ideas. Yeah. Like getting to a certain point. And his, his, the phrase came out, he's like, I've earned my arrogance. That, that I've earned sense. it. I don't need to be sitting there trying to do and try this and do this and be sensitive to this. I've earned my arrogance to a certain degree. Yeah. I have nothing I feel like proving to anybody anymore. Sure. I'm going to do my own thing and grow and be my own person. Yeah. Uh, you come into your own. There's yeah. a, that idea of coming into your own. That's what it means to me, at least, is coming into your own. And it doesn't mean you stop growing. No. It doesn't mean you stop learning. You can still be a person that takes things in. However... Look, I'm an adult now. Right. I'm a real, well, maybe. I'm not. I'm an idiot. But I'm, well, by age. Yeah. But you do get to that thing where it's like, I don't really care about these things that weighed me down for many years. I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. And people don't like it. It's fine. Well, it's I, think, okay. I think a lot of people don't like it because they haven't found the courage or, or the motivation to do it for themselves. Like, a lot of people with, you know, being, uh, I was raised Mormon and LDS, and then I get into the 
the paranormal, which everyone assumes is just automatically into occult practices. Yeah, and, and, and I've studied all of that. Like, I study every single thing. It doesn't mean I practice every single thing. I just find knowledge a good defense against things that happen. But when I started doing that, even my own family was like, absolutely not, this is not what you should be doing. But because it made me happy, and I was became successful at it, I got a lot of opposition. And then I thought, well, you're in a job that you hate. And, and, Why would I take advice Yeah, yeah, like, what? and then they started noticing just how much happier I got. And I'm like, why don't you follow what you want to do? And now I get, I get, holy crap, she's doing what she was meant to do. She's good at it. And she's happy. And maybe I should start. Like, my dad, he's like, I need to retire. I need to be a carpenter now. And he helps me build skull stands for my art. Whereas a year ago, I, that was evil. You know what I mean? So dad's like, no, like, I can totally do things I love and be successful at it too and still support everyone around me without, like, going, no, you're making the wrong choice. So I think it's mostly that people wish they could see in themselves what you're doing when you chase after things, even if they don't approve of what you're doing. They're like, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. That's the thing is you can. It's just finding the courage to break away from the norm and to do it. Um, Sometimes that's hard. It is. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, She's gone now. Rachel was here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We talked to her for a while last night. She's talking about all these things she wants to do. Yeah. I want to have a podcast. Well, then do it. And that's what I said. I'm like, do it. And I said this morning, I'm like, you're you're, you're jumping on a mic. You're grabbing the headphones. And and she said, this is... She was amazing this morning. She was great. She She blew our mind. She was was so so nervous. I had no clue. She was so natural and so eloquent. I... Uh, I'm going to start an art business. 
I've done it all. Uh, and it was always with the, it actually fueled me. Opposition fueled me. People were like, you can't do that. You don't have a college degree. I'm like, watch me do it. And I've done it. And I'm proud of it. You should be. Yeah, and that's how I've raised my girls. Like, you have to chase what's going to make you happiest in your life. Of course, you're going to have to do shit we all don't want to do to get there. But if you're still chasing your passions while doing the things that you have to do to get there, you're going to be a happy person. Now, I know I'm lucky myself, like in my professional life and my uh, hobbies. Yeah. I'm lucky to have people in my professional life that support, support everything you. I do. Yeah, absolutely. They're like totally into it. Yeah. But this is great. And that's do rare. That. That's rare. That's what you should. But that's what you know. That's what life to me. I mean, in a utopian society, that's what that's what work would be. Definitely. You know, it, I don't. You know, we're not. I don't think we'll ever. Like we were talking about, like that weird thing that happened last night. Yeah, in we were arguing about the utopian society. We were arguing about uh, automation. Yes. Automating yes. tasks to a point. And my idea is, like, okay, in a utopian society, we're do this again. We're gonna, right. No, no, we're not gonna argue. No. No, I, arguments I, aren't bad. I'm no, we're, in a utopian too. society, we, we automate everything to the point where we can meet artists. Right. All the work is being done on an automated basis. We don't have to worry about doing any of the boring, mundane, stupid stuff. Our basic needs are met. Our basic needs are met, and we can be artists. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. Right. I'm saying that's kind of what people's vision of things are. That's honestly, yeah, I'd like that. But you know, but like I've been inspired by some of the most boring. Like I'll be doing something, and because I, I hate it, and I'm focusing so much on, I have to get this done. It sometimes breaks open my creativity. Like I, you know what I could be doing right now? I could be doing this. So, uh, and my brain just works that way. I can get a task done that I don't want to do, and at the same time think of what would I rather be doing. And then as soon as that task done, I can start on that. So think about that. Like, like boring tasks for me are good. Yeah. I like them because it's something. It's tedious. It's boring. It's, it's irritating. Those are my opportunities to listen to a book on tape. Sure. Yeah. I use those as things like where I get myself to a point where I look forward to like, oh god, I gotta make all my food for the week. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I can put on that cool podcast I want to listen to. Exactly. Or you know, I listen to a book on tape, whatever. A new record I bought. I want to yeah. listen to that, right? So there's a lot of ways I get around doing that. But I, I think you know, and that's what I, I think a lot of people. That's what they want, though, is that idea where we have a, we have a society of people that don't have to do any of the mundane stuff anymore. It just happens. Yeah. It's all automated. It just happens. And I do like that idea where we could just then, as people, focus on doing cool stuff. Sure. I want to learn the sitar today. Sure. Right. Whatever, right? I want to do something. Yeah. Um, and it's tough for people to um, to do that now, I think. Sure. People, even in this day and age where there is a lot of that automation we're talking mm -hmm. about, there's still people that have to work, and that's fine. You know, when I say that, look, you got to work. You do. You know, I'm, just, we're just, I'm just talking about like a very weird idea that we were... Now you're wrong, man. Hey, we were very nice. civil. We were hammered. We were very civil. <laughs> Why was I not invited? I don't know. We were in. You had to have been We're in 414. I, mean, no, no, I just got the key to that room today. Yeah, we're not alive. What, you got what? I got a key to that room today. Well, there you go. Well, I'm sure we'll end up there tonight. That's what they the last two nights it's been like that. Nice. And that's what happened last night we got into that discussion. And I think that's, you know, I don't think there's, I mean, I guess I, there's other people that that's what their lives are is work. Yeah. And I, and I won't lie, I think I, at one point in my life that's who I was too. Sure. That's all I did was work. That's sure. all I cared about was that was my identity. That's who I was as a person was working. And maybe that's one of those things of growing too where it's like in the last, like especially the last three years of my life, like up till now, mm. I don't 
don't feel that way anymore. I mean, I do, I do 100%. I put in my time. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm really good at what I do. Sure. But I have a life outside of that thing, and there's things that I want to do. That's awesome. And that's the way it should be for everybody. I agree. Some people don't feel that way. It's like, this is all I do. Yeah. That's sad. And my dad was that way. Like, he was the best parent I probably could have ever had. Yeah. But he was a slave to his job. And he was he retired two years ago, and I've never seen him so happy because he's going fishing, and he's carpentry and doing all these things. I'm thinking, why didn't you make more time for that when you were working? When you were working? And he was just like, I couldn't. Like, I just was consumed by it. It was my whole life. And he's like, you're you're 40, and you're starting to have a life that I had to wait till I was 65 to right. even attempt. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I'm super proud of you. Last year when I came to this conference, that was the first time my dad ever said he was proud of me. Jesus. I mean, wow. he, I know he loves me, but he's not like a verbal, gushy type person. He sent Troy like a five-page, like, tribute that he wanted him to read in front of the whole crowd. I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And he didn't. But it was very sweet, and I and I was just like, wow! Like I worked through all this, and I followed my dreams, and I didn't have the support. Yeah. I just didn't. But in a way that fueled me too. That, of course, that helps you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, and I get apologies all the time. I'm like, you don't have to apologize to me. It was part of the reason that I am successful now, and that I am where I am now. And when my parents fall on hard times, I actually have the means to help them on something through something they never thought was going to take yeah. off the ground. Yeah. And so I appreciate that they they had doubts. Yeah. Because it made me go, am I capable of this? I'm going to make myself capable of this. And so I just did it. You know, and I've had help along the way. Rosemary Ellen Guiley was the reason I got my first book contract. She recommended me. I was just writing articles, and she's like, no, this is the girl you need. And so I had these doors open for me that a lot of people had to really, really fight for. And I've always, I, I live by that I manifest things because I'm grateful for what I already have. And I don't expect anything out of anybody. So it's just one of those things that if I'm grateful for this today, then maybe something good will happen for me tomorrow. Sure. Something funny that I find myself falling, like a, like a thought pattern I find myself falling into a lot. Even now, like, I'll be in my house, and I'll be sitting in my house, and I'll look around and go, damn, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm really happy I got a house. Right? And a TV to watch a dumb movie on. Right. And, and, oh, and air conditioning. Oh, my gosh. Lights. Yes. And, and what, hot water. Right. Oh, my God. Like, all these things, I think about these things a lot nowadays. And, and most go, people take them for granted. I'm really happy I have this cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So if your hot water heater ever goes out, oh, boy, that's a wake-up call. Yeah. That's a wake-up call. Um, but the point is just that. I, I, there's, there's just this perpetual gratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you don't have to be, like, super gushy on everything, but just even, you don't even have to say it, but feeling it and actually acknowledging that you're grateful for something. Sure, just take a minute. That keeps you grounded, too. Yeah, and see, like, with, with this, too, um, last year, so many people, and I didn't know until we got here, had raised money to fly my kids out because they'd never been to a paranormal. Oh, really? They've never seen me do it. They've seen what I do at home, but they've never, you know, seen me in yeah. this element. So they came to see me do that, yeah. and then people at the vending tables uh, donated money for my daughter's make-a-wish trip to Hawaii yeah. so she could do everything that she wanted to do. Oh, wow. So this year, everything that I earn, I'm giving back to Make-A-Wish so that oh, another kid so cool. can have a wish. Yeah, yeah and, we're, and I'm going to work with Richard Eastep on Halloween to yeah. do a, a ghost hunt in Utah, and we're doing that for Make-A-Wish as well. That's so, so I mean, to me, it's, I don't really do a lot of public ghost hunts anymore. Um, I enjoy them, but I have other projects, so they've kind of taken a back seat. Yeah. But I'm doing it 
for that cause just motivates me to, to do a better job at it, you know? And so, and I won't know who the kid is. I don't care. Don't matter. Like, that some other family's going to get that call. You are a true hero without the cake. Oh, well, I wouldn't, no, that's, wouldn't go that's, that far. No, no, no. That's, but thank you. That's very kind. That kind of got the juice to get you. I mean, you know, yeah. in that idea, I know, you know, here's an example. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a hilarious example. Uh, we were at, I was talking about that, that uh, festival I go to, that Maryland Death Fest thing. Mm -hmm. So, this is a great, this is hilarious. So, me and my buddy are sitting in one of the bars, having tea. Right. That's, that, that tracks. Yeah. We're, his name's Scott also, so we were talking back and forth. And are you by yourself? Yeah, I was by myself. Okay, okay I fine. I was fine. Drinking by yourself. Talk yeah, to okay. myself, drink by myself. So, we were at one of them long tables, and we were on the, like, the end of it talking, and um, these big Swedish guys, well, I didn't know, there's these big guys with long hair walk in and they point at the table, can you sit here? I'm sure. Like, yeah, have a seat. So they sit down next to us and I'm looking over there and I'm like, at least just the metal nerd stuff that I do. I look at my friend Scott, I'm like, I think that's Johnny Hedlund from the band Unleashed, which is like, they were like one of the headliners, like the sure. top bill bands. We're sweet. Which I grew up, I have everything they've ever done. I'm a wow. nerd for these guys. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you're lying. I'm like, I know that face. And he had the big, he's a big, you know, old guy, Nordic stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Johnny Hedlund. So I turn, I'm like, excuse me, sir, you're Johnny Hedlund. He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, stuff fall apart, gush, cry, yeah. pee my pants, run away. Sure. Um, and we ended up having a really, we played Django with them. Dude. <laughs> we played Django with that them. That is a good evening. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, what I did, I, I had to, I wanted to go see some other bands playing stuff like that, so I said, gentlemen, it was an honor to meet you. Nice hanging out with you guys. Mm -hmm. Have a good night. And I ran over to the waitress and said, let me pay for the whole tab. Oh, that's so nice. Let me pay the whole thing. And, I, yeah. and she's like, when well, you want to go, I'm like, I'm leaving. Yes. I'm leaving. I just want that that tab taking care of for those guys. Sure. That's a very important band to me and I want right. to pay their tab. Absolutely. And I got the fuck out of Dodge. Good for you. Some heroes don't wear capes. Right. That's, That's right. That's thing, true. Right? Yeah. And I didn't want to get the glory. I didn't care about the glory. You and wanted like, to do something nice. I want to do right. something nice yeah. for some people that are very important. Yeah. And when, yeah. when else would you get the opportunity to do exactly. something like that? Yeah. And it's classy to kind of then just not yeah. take yeah. credit. And I wouldn't watch them play. Yeah. I wouldn't watch them play later that night and they were on fire and I'm like, yeah, I bought their bar tab. And, right. And you know, the cool. kind of a reverse of that is, you know, everyone has their favorite band or whatever and yeah. for years I've followed my favorite band and their, their name's Red what? Red Red I know that band yeah yeah so I followed them they have six seven albums yeah. out yeah, yeah, yeah. Albums, and they're yeah. Grammy nominated people yeah. and I, I go to all these shows and I'm, I'm like super nerding out every time I see them and I pay to get on the bus and do the acoustic thing like you know um, after 12 years they're playing my wedding as a gift so they were grateful Big for me. news. No, 100% real. Actually, Anthony, the guitarist, has more slaughter skulls than anybody on the planet. He collects them. Super cool. And he flew up last month to take both of my girls to prom. Aww. So that was his way of showing me that he was grateful that I was a fan from sure. the very beginning. They're real people. Yeah, and seriously, and, it, and uh, you know, they've done a lot to help raise money and awareness for my daughter's epilepsy and things like that. So, uh, 
you know, they, they said, you know, we want to come play your wedding as a gift. And I'm like, well, no, I want to pay you to do that, like, April. No. It's a gift. And so, for me, accepting that kind of stuff is really hard. And that, that's, that's like, uh, that's like... I have to work on that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's humbling, though, too, and it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I, I cried. And then, yeah. and then on top of that, he's like, they're in the middle of, of writing a whole new album. They released a new single just a few days ago. And Anthony's like, so, when are you going to write a red song for us? I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't don't, do don't tease me. Yeah. He's like, no, no, it's happening. You are going to write with the band. Surreal, Who else isn't can it? say that? Surreal, isn't it? Yeah, and so I'm just like, so my, it's every day I have to wake up and I, I, with my kids, I'm like, you get tired of me saying, I love my house and I love this and I love this. I was like, but I love you and every day you know that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with telling people that you're grateful for them or the things that they do. Yeah. And we should extend that to people on the other side as well. Again, it goes back to, you know, that, that grounds you and it, and it, it keeps you out of that territory of taking things for granted. Absolutely. And I think people just expect to have hot water and yeah, expect to have all yeah. you think this is just what you're supposed to have. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? There's a certain aspect like this is what we've built as a society sure. of people. Like, yeah, you yeah. should have hot water. You should have a roof over your head. I think yeah, you really should, but some people don't. But you should still be grateful for it. And you well, should I, be I, really grateful I, for I listened it. to a podcast not too long ago and uh, this guy mentioned something that really shook a core with me the last time I was sick and he said a person that's, that's well wants all these different things but a person that's sick only wants one thing Yeah. and I felt that I was like shit all I want right now is just to not feel this way right, you know? exactly. so that's made me when I have felt better now to be like just thankful that's a good <laughs> way to look at it that's the truest way yeah, yeah. all the stuff I was dealing with I told you about the mental problems and yeah. stuff that I was having the other well me and Lee were talking about it sure um, and that's when I told her I finally got to a point like I just want to feel normal again like, sure. I, I just want I, all I give a shit about is this mm -hmm. I want to be healthy and normal feeling again I don't want to have this on me that's all you care about right you know and I don't I can't even begin to try to understand that and explain why we feel that way as people yeah. well, maybe because we spend all this time feeling a certain way mm -hmm. right and maybe if I spent five years with a, with a, with a constant pain in my right arm mm -hmm. well I think maybe you'd adapt to that yeah and most people do adapt well, to things like that like like parents you're a parent yes right? one of the yep. funniest things I have a you know I, a lot of my friends are parents mm -hmm. and I go to their houses and I'm like fuck right God, I've got a headache mm -hmm. and they're like what yes yeah, like, they're normal kids running around here they're hanging off the chandelier they're jumping off the roof screaming the, yeah, the, the shed in the backyard's on fire right they're so like yeah what that's cool I, I just phase it out man. yeah yeah you know and I'm like that's their normal you, you adapt mm -hmm. yeah, you adapt true. but I think you know if you're sick you don't feel well and it's, it's a short term type thing you just want it to be over with mm -hmm. so you just Definitely. want it done like I want to see some like light at the end of this tunnel mm -hmm. it, and that, that really is you're right that's like the only thing you want at that time mm -hmm. nothing else matters right. job don't matter mm -hmm. paying your bills don't matter I just want to feel good yeah. yeah I just want to feel decent you know and you take that but you know somebody who gets like a brain tumor or something like that yeah it's like take one of my idea. daughters came home from school they're both in they're going to be seniors this year yeah and Madison's well and Jordan has her medical issues yeah. and Madison came home to me and she said mom I have friends at school all day all they do is obsess about if their hair is in the right place if their 
wearing the right designer shoes, if they yeah. lost their cell phone, if they chipped a nail. And I'm over here wondering if my sister's going to make it through the day alive. And I said, that's because you have priorities, kiddo. Like, you are investing your energy into the things that matter. I said, so keep doing that. You don't have to be wrapped up in what everybody else... And she's... My kids aren't. So I think I've done maybe maybe 10%, right? Like, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. a guy in Baltimore. Just, you know, I was there last month for that thing I was talking about. He was a bum. And I was walking, I went to a 7-Eleven, and I walked out, and there was these ducks there, these mm -hmm. cute ducks walking around. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, look at the cute ducks. And that bum's like, yeah, they look delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, man, those are cute ducks, man. Those like, Why did you have to go to the morbid route, dude? And he's like, you know, he's like, it's obvious you've never been hungry before. And that wasn't an insult at me. Right. Yeah, I got a belly, I know. He, but I understood what he says. Like, you've never been hungry before, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you, you know, you, you, you're looking at that. You look at that duck different than I do. I'm yeah. like, this is a cute duck. I want to hold it. I want to yeah. it. And this guy wants to eat it. Yeah. Well, that, morbid. It is morbid. It is that, that happened to me once when I was living downtown St. Louis, and uh, I walked into a restaurant. I had some leftovers, and this guy came up to me. He's a homeless man, and he was like, hey, you know, I'm hungry. You know, do you have anything for me? I was like, yeah, just take, you know, take this food. And he's like, yeah, it's really, really cold out tonight. And I was like, yeah, man, I feel you. And he's like, you feel me? You, you feel me, right? And he, like, reaches out and touches me, but he was basically saying, like, you don't know yeah, you that don't. it's fucking cold. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I don't know. I get yeah. to go inside and turn on the heat. I get to jump into a That's hot right. shower. And it, it really made me, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to be insulting or anything, but it made me think twice. It think twice about it. Right. It made me think twice about it, you know? And, just, yeah. and, and you yeah. can't be in someone's shoes like that. I mean, we all have our own experiences. Right? Yeah, it's true. Some of them are better than others. Right. Some people, they are homeless. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. It blows me. It bums me out. So where I'm from, there's a lot. There, there's a homeless problem. Right. Um, and, and there's a lot of homeless people, and it's sad. It's really sad. And you can't, you can't pretend to know what they've been through. It's helped me even with like the vernacular and stuff that I'll use. Like I never say I'm starving anymore. Sure. I'm fucking not. Sure. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not. Yeah. No, you're not. So, yeah. You know, oh my god, I didn't have three meals today. I only had two. I've also, I've also learned though not to be like super sensitive with with other people. Like. Um, like on The Walking Dead, there was a, an episode where Carl got shot, and then he had a seizure. And I have so many people like calling me, like, "Are you are you okay?" I'm like, "Why wouldn't I be?" Well, that that must have like been. I'm like, no, there are a lot of people that have seizures. Like it's not. And in my family, oh. even before my my daughter was born, yeah. we had a saying instead of saying goodbye, it was seizure later. And so oh. like a few weeks ago, my dad was like, "Seizure later," and I'm like, "See, it. like I didn't even. It doesn't even phase me. I've learned not to be overly sensitive yeah. to things, even though because to me." It's a big deal, right? Obviously, epilepsy is huge. But I realize that that doesn't have an impact on every single person that's around me. Right. So I can't take, like, I, I can't take a joke a comedian says is offensive. I can't. I can't. It's just like, okay, I, I just don't, I'm not going to put my energy into that. But it's still funny. Like, so I've, I've, I've learned to do the same thing with my vernacular. But at the same time, when other people say things that are kind of triggering, I'm just yeah. like, hey, but they're not. They don't know. Like, they're, yeah. they're not trying. Well, it's very interesting because I don't yeah. think a lot of people feel that way that you it's like no we no, gotta get this person because it matters to them yeah. they can laugh at everything else that's offensive sure. but if it matters to them then it becomes a problem right. and I and I just had to learn my experience is not their experience and theirs is not mine yeah. I can still find humor and appreciation in things and I have a really dark sense of humor right have you have you always been that way or did it, no. did it take the epilepsy or something to kind of make you think that way or yeah it, it honestly did it took yeah. this 
life-changing thing to go, okay, you, not only do you have to be more patient with people who are ignorant, because you were ignorant until this happened to you. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I knew about epilepsy, but it wasn't that. Right. I mean, why would you? I was like, that's more. sad. But it's, you know, my, my best friend, her son has cystic fibrosis. And that didn't impact me until she, you know, and so I'm like, there's so many things that people can put their energy into. So when, when people do stop to be sensitive and like, hey, is there anything I can do to help your daughter? Or here's an extra $2 for this thing so that, you know, you can give it back to me. That stuff is huge to me. But I just can't take offense anytime somebody makes a joke about seizures or somebody depicts somebody with epilepsy and makes fun of it. Like, I'm like, they just don't know. You know? They just don't know. I mean, you only have so much energy to do. It's probably like a self-preservation thing. It totally is. If you got if you got triggered by everything that you saw, we yeah, be exhausted. Give yourself a heart attack. Yeah, but society is so triggered by everything, and, now it is. and it drives me up a wall. I'm like, why? Why is that? What's in you that makes you feel like that that should be a big deal? Right. Like, I don't know well, the, the term you know, triggering. I think people just like to be offended. I think they do. I think people like to bitch. Yeah, I honestly do. Plenty of stuff. You know, there's things that I don't agree with. Yeah, yeah. There's things I don't like to hear. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the same thing where it's like, well, no matter what he has, I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world by any means. Sure. Right? I mean, none of us are. But I have my own experiences. That person has their own experiences also. Yeah. I think the idea of the, uh, the being triggered, yeah. triggered, is simply, again, people like to be offended. They I think do. People like to be victims for things because when you're a victim, when you're offended, that does give you the high ground for a very short amount of time. It does, yeah. It's short though. When I, it's a very short. Right? It's a short span yeah, yeah. idea. You're not really thinking that far ahead. Uh, but I think people, there's, it's, it's a fucking sick gratification. Yeah, it is. I don't know any other way. And I'm sure somebody's going to disagree with me on that. And fine, go ahead. Um, it's a sick gratification. You just something. triggered so many people. Uh, totally. Fine. Well, yeah, I've been doing this for years. This isn't the first time. But it's working. I think, I think some people just have that thing where that's the All right, bottom line here. I'm going to totally piss me. Whatever. It's, yeah. I think some people just don't. Like we're talking about do something with yourself. Go out yeah. there and you know, all this great book. I mean, stuff that you should do. Sure. Some people don't have that. They don't want to do that for whatever reason. And a lot of and, and the reasons are all bullshit. There isn't any reason you can't. I mean, I'm sure there's physical limitations. Sure. There's mental limitations. I mean, some of the most amazing people I know are people that are handicapped. Yeah, absolutely. I know people that are absolutely insanely brilliant. They found a lot in life. They found a track to run on, and they ran it in mm-hmm. space. Yeah. So you take that idea with people that don't feel fulfilled, they don't feel like they've done anything with themselves, mm-hmm. and then, oh, look, I have this thing now. Yeah. This is my thing now. I can get pissed off about stuff. Yeah, and I hate the poor me attitude. Like, I, yeah. I, I have to remind myself not to even judge those people. Sure. Because it's like, oh, but the poor me attitude is, it seems like I want to be something different. I want to be, but it's just easier for me to fall into this and criticize the things in other right. people that I see in myself. Right. Um, and, like, Jordan, she can't, she'll never be able to drive a car. Uh, she wants to be a police officer, but she can't have a gun because of her physical limitations. But she could count cards and and take all your money at a poker table. Yeah. She is that brilliant. So she's just learned, okay, everyone else can drive, but can everybody else do this? So she's found the thing that makes her feel like I'm special. That. Yeah, and you I run with that. totally support that. And there's some people that have those talents, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. And I've seen people like, man, this person's insanely brilliant at this thing. And they don't want to do anything with it. They just don't well, care. Most of the people 
I feel like a bitch about this sort of stuff are the people that got a pretty even dealt hand. I mean, right. It's not the people usually like, that. Where is this coming from? It's not a lot of people that have yeah. a physical limitations or something right, right, like right. that. It's people that you got the average hand and you're just pissed off that you have to work harder to do For something more. with yeah. it. You know? It drives me nuts. It, it, it's a very complicated equation. We can't. There's not really any way to solve. No, I think we can figure it out. Give us like 50 more minutes. <laughs> sure. I think I think we're on a good track. Yeah, we should yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, it, it, there is it, there is that idea of being professionally offended. Yeah. Professional professional victims. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and that's gotta be exhausting, though. It does. It is. And I, all you're doing is all you're doing is being stressed out all the time. Yeah, it's not worth it. And I put I put comedy above pretty much all else in the world, so I don't get offended by a lot of things because honestly, it helps me work through things if I can laugh at the depression and yeah, yeah. the anxiety and yeah. the big no well, and all the shit. You know, it helps me get through. So I, I don't get offended by anything because it helps people out. And some of the greatest comedians of our time are some of the most mentally disturbed, just uh, depressed yeah. people. I mean, sure. Robin Williams is an obvious example. Uh, one of the funniest people, I, one of the greatest actors I've ever seen, and one of the of funniest people I've ever seen. And one of the kindest. Yeah, yeah. hugely kind. I can't watch What Dreams May Come. Anymore. Oh my gosh, no, it'll tear me That movie right. is soul crushing. It is. And watch that soft face he had, that soft face structure that he had, and watch him become this really kind. Awakenings was another one he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and with all that talent, all that charisma behind him, he met the end that he met, which yeah. is really shitty. It is. And he didn't deserve that. Uh, Doug Stanhope's one of my favorite comedians, and he's one of the most absolutely disturbed, drug addict, drug yeah. addicted. He's a mess, and he has no boundaries. Yeah. Those are my favorite people. Though. He has no sure. boundaries. It is the most insane stuff. But you better, you better be clever, though, if you're going to be doing some crazy shit. Like, don't, don't be lazy and just... No, no, no. no, you, no you, this, you I mean, and these are... That's a brilliant comedian, right? To me, that makes George Carlin, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And George Carlin was another one. I mean, another great. Yeah. You know, who battled alcohol addiction his entire life. Sure. He was clinically depressed. What is everything falling over there for? They're bringing down the house. So you have people... And these were people that carved that... that I, you know, a lot of that comedy out. Yeah. Um, and now we're at a point... Look, there's things. What happened? Shit is breaking. There's things I hear that I groan at. I won't lie. <laughs> I, I hear things that I'm like, oh god, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. But it's like Definitely. that's where it is. Hey, as long as it's yeah, but it probably only lasts a couple seconds. And I move groan on. and, and then, I, then I laugh. You don't write a You're blog like, oh, post about it, and bitch, and start a petition. I mean, what, I mean, right? I, I've Kevin always Carlos. said I think yes. comedy. Yes. I, I think redo the, the season. Yes. <laughs> I think the end of, of this stuff what? comes with that when you have comedians who, are, and this is what's happening now. We have comedians that are apologizing about jokes. You should never have to apologize for that. Unless it's a bad joke. Just like a bad Well, like, joke. It's, if it wasn't right. funny, yeah. Right, but exactly. just because exactly. it was done in bad taste doesn't mean No, yeah, don't apologize that. Just be like, oh, that was lame. And the idea of that is, like, you go to a comedy show or you watch a comedy special. Yeah. You're going in the front door, however way, whatever way it is, yeah. with the idea, like, this is a comedy show and there's going to be some things said yeah. that I may not agree with. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Leah, Leah just brought up a good point, too. Basically, social media has given everyone a platform. Form and they, but that doesn't mean your opinion is equally as valid no, it right. as someone That's else's, true. right? In most cases, it isn't. It's, no. it's, it's like just because you have a Twitter account and this neurosurgeon has a Twitter account doesn't mean you should talk shit about... To the neurosurgeon. Exactly. About and your, and your opinion is not created equal. And your opinion with the neurosurgeon's opinion on art, are, they're on 
the same right. They're on the same platform. Right. And equally, they're both equally as bullshit as each other. It's 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 art. It's subjective. It's just yes. It's it's just something like you like it, but I don't. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Well, it's made everybody think that their opinion is somehow now special or valid, and it's like hey, no, you're not special. And then they get and they get you're offended not. when other people tune out from that. Right. When you're not feeding into it. Right. Then they're like, well, you should be listening to me more. I'm like, are you listening to no, yourself? No, no, yeah. Well, that, that no you don't like it. That's cool. You're yeah. using that's the wrong your. I can't fucking I, take or anything there. seriously. Yeah. Or when people say but, that's well, a that, whole yeah, other that's, story. No. I tune out when I see that. Anyways, which is not a word. Supposedly. Exactly. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah, well, I, mean, that's, I think this has been going on the last 20 years now. Yeah. It's the Wild Wild West still, I mean, as, if we're, as far as the but what, what, Okay, you say it's the Wild Wild it's West, It's getting though. more refined, but don't get me wrong, we're still in the infant stage. What's, gonna, what, what's, the, what, what's the opposite of that, though? Like, complete regulation, you can't say shit. Completely regulated you beast. Any, you can't do anything. I, I frankly, I think if people could, could observe it... On a more mature standpoint, like okay, this person basically just said that so and so that wrote that movie should be thrown in a wood chipper for writing that movie, and we see that every day, all the right? time. Yeah, and yeah, you should be punched in the head repeatedly for making a stupid comment like that. Exactly. I didn't like the movie. I didn't like the, the music, whatever it may be. I didn't then do like better it. instead of criticizing it. Get out there and do something that's better. Why, that's why I only take opinions from people like over podcasts, for instance. Sure. We get a lot of shitty comments about this and that. Thing. But when Scott gives me a compliment or a criticism, it I take that something. to heart because other people, I'm like, fuck you, go make your own podcast. Right. And then talk like, let's to see me. how well you, like, with the whole Game of Thrones petition thing, I'm like, right. okay, let's see if you could write at that level, you monkey. Exactly. Like, exactly. Go ahead and criticize it, but then come up with something else that's better or, and then we'll listen to you. Sure. Like, people who actually wanted to make the last Star Wars movie go away. Oh, the last like, They wanted Disney. Star Wars fans are the worst fans. They I'm wanted, sorry. Oh, they're, they're horrible. They are, they are a rabid bunch. They literally said, we want you to make that movie go away. Like, yeah, that's like, a thing that can happen. millions into this movie, and you just can't erase it. Sure. And also, it's profitable, so go fuck yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> what do you you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. You know, and on that, on that note, like, yeah, go see your time about podcasts and stuff like that, and Bonnie's sitting here now, too. When Doug and I first started doing Ghostly Talk, yeah, we had people like, you guys suck, and you're bullshit, and you guys are terrible, and it's a couple of idiots. Hard at first. No, it well, it was for me at first, but then I learned from Doug, because Doug's like, here's how we handle it, I'm like, man, Right, right. Keyboard warrior, yeah. And that's what they want you to do, though. Exactly. And I got Doug going, dude, stop. Here's what we do. Thank you for your feedback. So, it's obvious you don't like our show, and that's cool. We're not for you. Yeah. Either A, find something that's for you, or B, do your own thing. Exactly. And that's not being petty. No. That's being realistic. And you know what the thing was? We know people that we said that to and said, do your own podcast. And they did. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you mentioned mm-hmm. that last they year, too. They did. Yeah. And I thought that was so amazing. That's and these were people, that, yeah, I'm not going to say I didn't want to knock their head in. Sure. Didn't, I was not happy Didn't they come back, though, and be like, this is Yeah, I, I so I, we took your advice, and we did it, and we're doing our show. We're like, that's great. That's you awesome. still suck, though. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's fine. No, that, no, it's fine. That's okay. Yeah. That's what people should do. Yeah. Right. You know, and we have, and that's one of the positive things I think we do have with the age we're in now is that, yeah, we do have the, the buy a mixing board, a couple of microphones, and there you go. You're, you're ready to go. It's a, it's a very, it's not a very steep learning curve. Yeah. Barrier to entry is real low. It's very low, yeah, very low barrier to entry. So, 
so I mean you can do it so go do your own thing if you don't like it I prefer to be passive aggressive uh, <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong there's been a couple that I've been like sticking up your ass right? sure, sure. Uh, we're not, it's your show no you're not going to talk to me like that it's, yeah. sometimes you, you do have to take the low ground right? sure. but you got to just it's make fun. sure not to feed the trolls like you said exactly. that's, that's, what they want. No. that's what they want and it, and it happens I mean it's going to if you put yourself out there mm -hmm. it's going to happen of course yeah. it's, it's just going to happen well, the no bigger what. you get too you're going to get more shit oh yeah yeah sure how it works but yeah think of I mean the, you know, I hate to bring it up like Joe Rogan I'm Joe Rogan who's got the biggest podcast in the world I listen yeah. he's got some very interesting guests on there yeah, I love Amber just mentioned earlier that Bob Lazar was on one of the new Joe Rogan I'm going to listen to that it's yeah. great just imagine I, I mean he has all of his shows on YouTube and all you got to do is scroll through the comments section in YouTube it's hysterical oh my god and there's you got to be like Joe Rogan sitting there going well you know that skin is a mile thick well, so yeah, you just, exactly. at that level you can't look at the comments you don't know? like you just you one, there's too many and two and, just, and even at like not any level like I don't look at the well, comments that's, yeah, that's, that's I don't true. really care that's <laughs> and that's a, I don't and that goes back to that whole like turning 40 thing though, yeah. too Amber and I have this conversation like, every once in a while we get a nasty review or we get a nasty email mm -hmm. and Amber's like did you see that email Bonnie loves it. what's that well yeah I, I see him and Amber will be like well we got that I'm like yeah so doesn't matter it don't matter I don't, I'm a, I don't care about how that how does that shape your day yeah. don't change anything I'm not going to stop doing the show no because they say we sell. you have to think about it too like we write a lot of articles for, for where I work and um, we'll get uh, 10,000 people read this and then one person will write in and bitch about things and I'm like not like 9,999 other people had no problem with it this one person I can't take this like Comment to heart and you got a thousand people that love you. Yeah. yeah. You, One you, person you can't hates you. To that minority yeah. voice. The odds are for you. Sure. Totally. Also, April, I know we've kept you for like four hours. No, no, it was enjoyable. Thank you so much. Hour. I appreciate what, it. Uh, do, do you have any books coming out or new? Or I do. What, what's going um, on? What me, you, me and Troy have a. Well, I'm, he's publishing my next book, which is called Carnival of Souls. It's a. Nice. It's about the Utah's history with the unexplained. So that's coming out. Um, I'm also I do a lot of the, the skull artwork, which you can find at slaughterskulls.com. Nice. Uh, or AprilSlaughter.com. Yeah. You can find it as well. And then I'm also opening my own um, catering food truck business called Slaughterhouse Eats. Hey, so, all right. Slow down, will you please? No, right. no. Everything that I wanted to do, I'm doing. So. Thank you. No yeah. problem. Thank you so much. Really, no, it was really great to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, you guys too. I hope we get yeah, to do your it again cables soon. piling up. Yeah, yeah I better get back to it. Ghostly we're still here. We are. We're making it, man. Uh, it's been a long one. We're, we're, yeah, it's, we've had some really good conversations. They're just very long, and I'm just exhausted. I thought we were. Gonna, yeah, I thought we were just gonna do some like little, you know, vignettes, like five, ten minutes tops. Nope. And when you get, you know, and Jason, you're here. Yes, I am. The Epitaph Podcast. Um, I thought we'd just do some short things here and there, or whatever. But yeah, Karen sits down. Karen Doman sits down. April Slaughter sits down, and we just go. I mean, and keep going, and keep going, and keep going till finally it's like, okay, look, guys, you got to shut up and let me leave. I, I got shit to do. Well, I have stuff to do. I hate. To, I have to apologize in advance because I am no good at short stories. That's fine. Neither is Scott. So yeah, oh, dude, yeah, you know what? And I take shit for this all the time, but they're good stories. I didn't say they weren't. They're good stories. The thing man. Is, what I don't like is that you you misrepresent them by saying long story short, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I always fuck that up. Long no. story long. Yeah, yeah I, and I did say that. I'm like, long story long. Right. 
Okay, whatever. It's funny shit, man. It it's is. funny. So, Come so on, I did 20 minutes only on, on, the, on the hiking thing in the, in the Bigfoot Museum right. yesterday, right? right? Yeah. And I thought that was pretty good. No, I, kept, I kept that. I, I, I condensed it. It was I, great. I trimmed the fat. You know, so I thought I was okay with that. I'm not upset about it. I'm just, I just want to call a spade a spade and be like, hey, this is what's going on. <laughs> what does it matter that that one's on? Yeah, we're fine. The SE, okay, I just didn't know the weather's a weird light. Anyway, so, so Jason, we, we, we Scott, Scott's got this like spaceship mixer board thing, and I just want to make sure everything's cool. I was going to say, I just use a computer monitor and a USB. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm not sure what all this stuff He makes me feel very inadequate. We can talk, we can talk tech if you want. Uh, I'll no tell you all that. about it. I'd love that. No, I, I know. Well, it's fun. It's maybe fun stuff. Let me get started first. Nice to meet you, Jason. Maybe nice to meet you, too. So Jason and I, we, we talk all the time uh, via Twitter. You're very kind to our podcast, retweeting us yeah, and tweeting about stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what, what you do in your podcast? Well, um, we kind of fall into the same niche where um, we both approach it from more of a historical perspective. Sure. Um, I like to look at things um, and try to find out whether or not the folklore, uh, whether there's a real ghost story there behind it or not, is actually trying to uh, remember a real person. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, uh, our first season we all did, we did Vanishing Hitchhikers, and so you'd dig through the historical records and, and collect all the stories you could find, find everything that was... Uh, in a particular location that, that matched up and, and the details that matched up and then go back and look through old newspapers and um, genealogical records to see if there was somebody who actually fit the description of the person who died, who died in a way that makes sense, okay. um, if their life story made sense to fall in. Because one of the things you find out about Vanishing Hitchhikers is despite the similarities of the overall urban legend, each of them has their own little unique details. Um, the girl in uh, North Carolina who waits beside a train bridge. Um, there's a girl in Dallas who rings doorbells um, along with um, vanishing from the backseat and leaving a puddle because right. she drowned in a lake. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So you go through and you find all of these little unique parts of the story and find out where they match up. And then um, what we've found is that, yeah, you know, like I said, whether they're actually seeing a real ghost or not and whether that ghost has long since stopped appearing and has been replaced by the traditional, you know, blonde girl in a white dress who disappears when you drive past the cemetery type story. Yeah. Um, usually, originally, they were trying to remember something that really happened. So. All right. Awesome. And so, uh, how long have you been doing the podcast? Um, we just wrapped our first season, um, which was eight episodes. So, we've been doing it. Uh, we kicked off at the beginning of the year. So, um, it's June now. So, we did it for about oh, five full months uh, before the first season wrapped. Um, we're working on season two right now, um, which is considerably more challenging because... Uh, both of our listeners uh, voted, on, <laughs> voted on the... Yeah, you got more listeners than we do. Yeah, two of them. I think I've probably picked up one for each of you guys. So it's me and somebody else. That's right. what you're telling yes, us. Yes. You and my wife, I think. Right. <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so um, they voted on the Old West and uh, digging into newspapers and uh, genealogical records from places that didn't have newspapers or um, any kind of actual genealogical records. So that makes your job really easy. It's very difficult. Is incredibly yeah. challenging, yeah. So, are you doing all the producing, editing, marketing yep. kind of stuff? Yeah, I do the whole thing myself. Awesome. Um, I talked my wife into doing. Um, about midway through the first season, I was like, uh, one of the other podcasts that I listened to um, gave some 
critique. I ask for I ask for critique and say, hey, you know, what can we do to improve? Because you know, I'm still learning at this, obviously. Um, and he said, uh, well, you're a little bit overmixed on your um, on the sound for your open, and you, you know, you, have, you may want to redo that and um, kind of you know get a, a wind thing so your plosives aren't so bad. And I said, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I stepped that up and I talked my wife into redoing an open for us. And so I'm going back and in the midst of doing all the research, um, I'm going back and remastering the first half of the season before we implemented the new open so that it includes all of those as well. So eventually all of the old bad audio will be replaced with somewhat less bad audio. Sure. So we, we've had a lot of conversations just this weekend about the technical stuff, you know, right. and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, explosions are one of the worst things ever. We've had a couple. Even with, you know, you get some decent condenser right. mics that we're playing on right now, um, you still have pops here and there. Right. I did, you know, and I did have, I brought the windscreens and I just, it was just going to be too much. It was yeah. it'd been too weird. Yeah. Let's yeah. just talk on these things. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into, and we've had long conversations, Cody and I, about just the more technical side of doing this thing. Now, it sounds like your show is, is and I want to ask this the right way, is it, is it more like, it isn't like, what, I know what me, like we do on Ghostly Talk, we, you know, we, we have wonderful, like Brandon, April, and Karen, wonderful people we've had on our show. We just get on there and go, my, like for example, my thing with the show, and this is like, I'll, this is, I tell people this all the time, my approach with, when we have a guest on our show, for example, is I, I reach out to them when we agree on a date and time and whatever, and then all I say is, okay, give me your phone number or your Skype, and maybe throw me a couple of bullet points. Right. Just a couple. Right. I don't need a whole synopsis. I don't want to be guided. Sure. I want to talk to you about stuff. Right? So, with your show, it sounds like it's more, is it, is it more produced where you actually just tell stories? Yeah. Or do you um, guys just riff? Well, if you, we're basically um, Troy's part of the American Haunting stuff. Um, I don't do the interview thing in the end where Cody comes on and asks questions about the story. Sure. Um, basically, what I do is I um, write everything up and then um, I kind of have it scripted, kind of have it bullet pointed, and I go through. Um, but I want to make sure because I'm actually talking about real people um, that I'm giving all of the details correctly. That I'm not, you know, um, screwing up somebody's life story or giving details, that, uh, attributing things to them that shouldn't be. Um, and so I'm trying to be very precise um, when I'm talking through stuff. So um, I'll go through that and I'll. Um, Make sure that I've got all the details correct, and sometimes I'll go back and re-record stuff if I, yeah. in listening back to it, I think oh, that wasn't quite right. That's not really the way that's I wanted good. to say that. So, and that's you know you're, you're yeah. kind of building it. So we're more we're more story driven than interview driven. Um, that's not to say that we couldn't do interviews. Um, I'm certainly open to that. And and I've um, we did an investigation last night here. Um, that Where, where'd you go? We went to the um, First Unitarian Church. Oh right, yeah. And had a great experience there. Um, got some. Um, we did the Estes method of the spirit box communication. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that until today, but can, can you tell people a little bit more about what that is? Um, well, you hear, if you are unfortunate enough to watch the Zach Baggins show, <laughs> you um, see him walking I thought I had a different name, though. Is it the Zach Baggins show I'm now? I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. Um, they, the Zach Baggins show! It's you, Zach Baggins! Well, 
well, you know, he'll cry and scream and say it's a demon. Right. Um, yeah. always a demon. He's walking through there and he's got the loud static box. Um, the Estes method um, was perfected, and I'm gonna, I can't completely blank on their names. Putting you on they're, the spot. But there are a couple guys out of Estes Park, um, great researchers, who came up with the idea of we'll get more pure results if instead of just having the box playing and everybody going, oh, I heard this, oh, I heard that. What they do then is put on noise-canceling headphones on the person, have the box playing into those, and have a blindfold on, and they'll sit um, somewhere quiet, and kind of it's a, almost a sensory deprivation sort sure. of thing. Um, and there, the other person will ask questions, in our case we had the whole audience asking questions, and the person sitting up on stage would then just say whatever it is that they're hearing through the headphones. Can the audience hear what the box is saying as well? No, it's only well, the headphones? I had intended to be able to record it on two tracks so that it had the um, audio that they were hearing on one track and then the questions and answers on the other. Okay. But for the spirits did not like to play with us last night. Um, we had audio deleted. We had stuff that I know I hit record and I was watching it record. As soon as I stepped off the stage, it stopped. Just weird stuff going on. And this wasn't in the basement though, right? No, this was on in the sanctuary on the stage. Okay. So, um, so basically what we did is we asked, we got that set up. We asked, had them set up there. We had five different people participate with that and ask questions. And um, we got some really intense responses. And so um, I'm thinking what I, I may do is... Um, take some time to dig through the history of the church and, and find as much as I can on some of the responses that we got and then have people that we had participated in that. I've got all the email addresses and stuff so that they can um, maybe come on and share what they what they were hearing in the headphones and, yeah. and we can play the audio back of the questions and answers and that sort of stuff. So, cool. I would so. say uh, the last episode we did of the first season uh, of our podcast was the First Unitarian Church right? and then Haunted Alton I think Troy talks about it so I'd say that's a good quick, free resource if you want to just do the podcast. Right. Uh, I, I know there's more history. It's episode too. 13, and I listened to it on the drive this over here because, guy. because I, this guy. I knew that I was going there, and I thought, you know, I'll listen to this because when I signed up for it, it was the only thing available because I signed up for the conference incredibly late. It was the only thing available on Friday night. And uh, so I thought, oh, well, there's probably not much to it. And then everybody who got on the thing said, yes, this is the absolute creepiest place that I have ever been to it's in my life. It's place in Alton. And so, I don't like it. And yeah. so I had myself worked up into a, I don't even want to go. I think I'm just going to stay at the hotel. You know, before well, I'm glad we you going. went. But I did, and it was great. So That's awesome. Oh, it sounds like... I've always, you know, when it, does, when it comes to podcasts and stuff like that, I've always kind of wanted to do something that was more structured like that. Right. Unfortunately, when Doug and I started doing the show, like in 1847, uh, yeah. we tried that. We tried that idea, like you were talking about like doing like an outline. Didn't you do a, a radio like, clock? Or we tried that. We, 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 we tried that for fun. Like We actually did a thing where we, we, we took a real radio clock and put it in front of us. Right. And it sucked. Yeah. It was See, horrible. I, and I don't... I don't limit myself to I, I limit myself to what the story gives me so some episodes are 12 minutes long and other episodes are an hour and 20 so yeah. it just depends um, I kind of take I guess the uh, the astonishing legends sure yeah. well, of, and the thing with the thing with podcasts themselves like right what you said right there is the belly of that to me what a podcast is whatever topic it may be I don't care if it's on cars or, or lamps or, or uh, background lamp, lamp, lamp cast. no matter what it is it's the idea of a long-form discussion or a long-form thing that you're doing. Right. You have no limits. You don't have commercials. You don't have people. I mean, Ghostly Talk, for example, we don't have any advertising. We don't, I don't want to advertise. Right. I, don't I care feel about that. targeted right now. Oh, right. Uh, 
um, for, are you having, triggered? for having advertising. Are you uh, triggered? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'm not saying it's bad. All right. All right. Cool. No, did, I say, did I say that the, the American Hauntings podcast is sucky because they have advertisers? Now you did. Oh, I did. No, you yeah, put it out there. No, what I'm saying, though, is but you guys still are very long form, though. For sure. Right. But there's nothing think, wrong with that. I think That's cool. I think you're talking about is you, you only talk to the material. You don't stretch it out. If there's something there, you go with it. If there's not, yeah, there's only yeah, so yeah, much totally. you, you end it. But, you know, and, and it is what it is. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's long. But the point is, is that it's there and it, it's where it needs to be at. It's as long as it needs to be. Right. Right? It's a long-form type thing. I, we've had conversations on Ghostly Talk that have went nearly four hours. Right. Exhausting. I mean, it's but you're going and you're falling apart and you're hurting, but your voice is shot, yep. your brain hurts, you have a headache, but you keep going. And then we've had some conversations that went for like 45 minutes. Sure. And that's and it's not because we're bored. It's not because the other person's bored. Or it's not because anything. It's just that's where it needed to land. Okay. Yeah, that's all that was there. That's so. where it needed to go. It, it's no different. It's no better. It's, no, it's nothing like that. And that's what I think podcasts and internet radio before. That's what internet radio was before. That's what it was. Sure. Whoa. That's what, I mean, I've grown into understand and learn that and like that, that that's what these things are for. The, the long form idea. Run with that. And it may be not that long, but it's an idea without any type of interruptions. Right. And that to me is the most important part about what, what we do. Yeah. You know, and nobody's better than anybody. It's all the same thing to me. I look at everything the same way and everybody has a different approach. You have a different approach than I do. Sure. We sit here and just... We just, we just talk. Well, and, and the, the great thing about it being podcasting is that everybody's got room for that. I mean, yeah. there's an there's an audience for the discussions. There's yeah. an audience for the storytelling. There's an audience for, should be that. you know, the, the two girls getting drunk talking about ghosts stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. there's, it's all out there, and it's all good. And, and, that's, and, and it's variety. It's what you, you know. Sure. So we, just with April here, we talked about that. It's talking about nothing to do with ghosts, by the way, with April. We're talking about a bunch of cool stuff, but hardly anything to do with paranormal. Well, it was a lot more about societal things. We'll address that in a second, though, yeah. too. But one of the things we, Doug and I, in the old days of this show, and I'll repeat it again, you suck. Alright, well, fine. Find something you like. Right. Find something that you like. We're not for you. That's okay. Or go out and do your own thing. Sure. Right? But one way or the other, fulfill yourself. We're not for you. That's fine. There's something out there that you'll like. Right. And that it's not, I know our show is not for everybody. I know Cody's show is not for, I know your show is not for everybody, right? Sure. Just, my audience size says that my show is not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what, what would you say if someone wanted to dive into your show and if they, if yeah. someone told you, I'll guarantee one episode will listen to that, where would you tell them to start? You know, honestly, I feel like our, if I had to pick just one, I think our absolute best work was the uh, Resurrection Mary Part 4 story. Okay. Um, we come up with a completely new uh, Resurrection Mary candidate um, nice. that nobody else has ever brought forth before. Yeah. Um, I won't ask you to spoil that, too. I want people to listen no, to that. No, that's fine. Yeah. And um, she fits in with a lot of the details of stuff that other people have brought forward. Um, everybody from Troy to uh, Richard Crow. Um, just the details of her life that we were able to find out by um, talking to her family members, um, going yeah. through her genealogy. Like, we subscribed to a, uh, a Facebook group um, that was her family members. We got pictures of her. Um, they told us stories about, you know, my grandma used to go out and dance with Great Aunt Mary that, you know, um, yeah. that 
went and did all these things and, and it, everything that we heard about her just fell into line that it was like you know there's just too much here for us to say that you know she can't be Resurrection Mary um, and she sure there, I've decided I think and I, I thought it was a completely novel idea when I came up with it uh, that there are at least three girls that fall that have all been grouped into the Resurrection Mary story there's two hitchhikers on Archer one's an actual hitchhiker one gets run over steps out into the traffic and gets run over and then there's this other girl who danced with Jerry Palis at not at the Willow Brook but at the Liberty Grove completely different part of town asked to be taken back to Damon she's the only one who ever gave her name as Mary um, and that's the one that we focused on for this story Yeah. because um, I contacted the Justice Illinois Police Department and they are not cooperative at all when you tell them hey I'm looking for the girl who could be this ghost um, that's not reason. high on their priority no they, they said they had other stuff to do and didn't ever so weird so, yeah. so um, but yeah that's that is I think our best story um, there's some other really good ones out there um, we had uh, a couple uh, the one that I constantly reference and it, it's one of them that's, it was our very first episode so the audio is still really bad yeah. um, is the uh, story of Lydia's Bridge in Jamestown North Carolina alright uh, she's a uh, girl who stands next to the to a train bridge um, and you know gets picked up and disappears to yeah. vanish yeah. hitchhiker but her story changed around the 1950s and there's some really interesting details as to why uh, we think that happened and um, she's another one where they'd identified somebody and when we started digging into it we were like no that doesn't really fit as well as this other girl over here does and so we like to you know tell the other story so um, it's been an interesting journey this season of finding out all of these um, stories that you know you think are just typical versions of a, of a common yeah. urban legend that actually have some real real grounding in truth for local areas. Well, Jason, what, what I want to tell you is I want to thank you for what you do. I mean that, okay? Because I've never listened to your show. I mean, I just met you a few minutes ago. Sure. However, sitting here with you for the last 15 minutes, thank you. Sure, absolutely. This is so cool. Well, and I'm going to listen. Well, I appreciate I'm not that. I'm smoke up your ass either. I'm going to listen to the show. Sure, I appreciate it. I'm really it. interested now, and I want to thank you for doing what you're doing. Well, I, I just, mean that. I think it's important to... Um, our trailer for our show talks about um, an ancient Greek philosopher um, by the name of Athenodorus who rented a haunted house and his whole he knew it was haunted when he rented it he waited for the ghost to show up he followed the ghost back to where um, it, whatever it wanted to show him and it disappeared and he went back the next day and he dug it up and he found this old man who had been chained up and buried um, just kind of in the middle of a courtyard and he took the bones of this old man and um, reburied them and gave them a proper burial and the haunting went away and so that was one of the earliest ghost stories we were able to find but we kind of pattern ourselves off of that where hopefully in doing this and going back and actually finding what the story is trying to tell us you know maybe we can help these people out there um, who are out there still for whatever reason trying to you know trying to tell us something maybe we can help them to find rest as well provide some closure yeah She's you know, around here somewhere. I was going to say, I've seen her. I know that I've, I've seen her this weekend. But I, she, she talks about this idea of paranormal social work. Right. Helping, uh, okay. helping people cross over. Yeah. And you may want to talk to her. Because we had, a talk, we, we had her on the show not too long ago. And Amber and I were just enamored. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, most people, I think their idea is like, you know, well, it's a ghost. It's cool. I want it to be around. And Barb is like, no, I want 
you to go away. Not nah, fuck off. Not right. like that. But like, you need to go where you you need to cross right. over. Right. You don't belong. Yeah. You don't. I mean, I don't want to say they don't belong here anymore because that's not up to me. Uh, yeah. But you know, if there is a way to help them and uh, totally to help them finish up whatever it is yeah. they need to finish up before yeah. they go on to whatever else is out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I feel good about helping them do that. So good. Jason, thank you. Where, sure. Hey, where, you, where can people find your podcast? We are. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, you can Dude, find us on Twitter. Cody's been on. You are so on today. I suck. No, you do the most of the conversation. I just do the plugs. I am on Twitter at, <laughs> at Epitaph Pod. A P I T A P H Pod. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but I hardly ever use it. Um, and I'm on the internet at EpitaphPod.com. So. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's yeah, I, you got a new fan, guaranteed, brother. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Yeah. No, it's, it's great to have you. Thank, yeah, you. thank you very much. Yeah, I mean that. Thank you. Man, I don't want this to end. Yeah, well, I mean, we can keep it we're going. We're having a riot here, man. We're goofy. It's, it's, everybody it's a good could, everybody day. could pack up. The vendors could leave. We could still leave the. I want to keep going. We're gonna sit. We're gonna sit here all night. Why not? Yeah, and just sip and talk with people, yeah. right? So there's two gentlemen sitting in front of us right now. Uh, Mr. Rick, Mr. Darren, and, and you guys just came by a few minutes ago. Right. Now, and you're both rad as fuck because you have a Star Trek. You have a, a Star Trek. I know. Yes, you're wearing do. a Ramon shirt. We wore our best for the event. Now, this is right. beautiful. This right here is what my life is. And you like, got a, and I'm a huge Judas Priest fan. Oh, yeah. So when I saw you have a Priest shirt, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've seen ACDC. Maybe that's probably my favorite band, but I never got to see oh, Priest, Priest like back for Defenders of the Faith. Oh, dude. You know, Scream for Vengeance. Uh, it never ends. No, I know. There's, there's not one bad record. And, you know, British okay, Steel. Well, yeah, I mean, sorry, I'll, we're going off I'll topic. Go, no, that's, no, we, that's kind that's of how we start yeah. and end. Now, Rock and Roll, the first Priest album, I love it. People are like, oh, that's cool. I mean, no, it's Rock and Roll. It's a right. great record. So if you haven't listened to the no, first, I don't think Rock I and Roll, it. man, it's got a big bottle cap on the cover. Okay. Oh, shit, great record. I love it. My parents bought it for me when I was like 10 years old. I, okay. I remember, I still have the record, right? Yeah, cool, parents. Yeah, well, I'm like, Judas Priest, yay! You know, yeah. They bought me this record. Anyways, yeah, so. Right, right. You guys got on my radar real quick because I saw the t-shirts and I'm like, who are these guys? I want to know what's going on here with these dudes, right? Well, we've been walking around too, uh, to meeting everybody. It's like, man, we've been trying to get over to talk to you guys. It's like, you look so official with all the gear and the microphone. You're like big time podcasting. Yeah, right. We have no idea what we're doing. It looks good. Now you're sitting down. You're like, these guys are goofballs. Great marketing. Yeah, no, I'm from Phoenix. Rick is from Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, just real quick about our backstory. About 20 years ago, we both worked for a uh, CBS affiliate in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And before the whole paranormal thing kind of got going, I've always had an interest in UFOs and ghosts and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did Rick. And so we decided, hey, let's start uh, putting together some stories. First of all, we have to convince the management in the conservative South if we could do a story, you know, stories about paranormal things and like yeah, that. And they yeah, really yeah. got into it. So we launched a uh, series called The Unexplained. Right. And so that was, uh, it aired on the 10 o'clock newscast. It's about, if you think about news uh, clips on, on, a, on a newscast, it's usually about 90 seconds. Two minutes tops. Wow, that, that's hard. Yeah. You know? yes. but, but they actually allowed us to do five, which that's oh. a whole block. All right. I know, you right? Know? So it was like. That's like an eternity. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. You know? So it was like, sweet, we have this whole block, we can do these stories. And so from Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, basically where we could drive, we're yeah. looking for stories uh, to be able to put on there. Did that every single month. So yeah. I was the researcher. I was working ahead. We were putting together stuff. We did about 
about a year's worth of paranormal, so then we turned it into a half-hour special, and we called that Unexplained Haunts, and got a regional Emmy for that show. So that was pretty awesome. Congratulations. So, what, so thank sorry, you. Thank you. Yeah. can you explain to me, is this audio, is this a video? Like, what? Well, it's, it's, on, it's, on, it's on news, it's yeah. TV. Yeah, it was like, okay. just say you were like tuning in. It's everything, Cody. I'm learning. It's everything and more. But I mean, honestly, if you think about it, uh, you know, when people sit down to, to watch the evening news, they get, you know, the bad news, the weather, everything like that. Mostly bad news. Right, mostly bad news. It's mostly fake news. Then he gets uh, cool. But then they're like, whoa. And the funny thing is, I left for a number of years, and that's when things got abandoned. And I came back to Mississippi, and Rick wasn't there, but I was working for the ABC station. I was the main anchor. And some of the people I worked with, they're like, oh, yeah, we used to watch Unexplained when we were kids. And I just want to punch them in the throat. Is what I <laughs> Wow. It's like, you Thanks shit. for making me feel old. Exactly. I'm like, well, it's kind of flattering. And so, yeah, that was that was a long time Until ago. you ruined it. Yes, exactly. So, uh, long story short, we've kind of been talking about this. Now we're uh, middle-aged, losing our hair and everything else. We're like, why don't we, it's YouTube now, why don't we get back together and relaunch it? We call it Unexplained Cases now. But still, Ooh, yeah. still, and the premise is, uh, what we're trying to differentiate ourselves from the others is documenting history with the paranormal. Yeah. So like like last night we went to the Mineral Springs Hotel. We did like an interview with Luke to kinda of get the back Luke's story on it. Luke is awesome. Very knowledgeable. But Super what we'll cool do is guy. we'll use the paranormal but then also use his sound bites to tell us about the haunts, the history. Yeah. So and it turns into be like a thirty minute show sometimes. Yeah. So our, our whole focus is is the history. So it's not about us, it's all about the story and what happened there. And if we get some good evidence, then that's great. Last night Mineral Springs, crazy kind of experience that he and I had. Yeah, so what happened? Well, I don't want to spoil. I don't want yeah, oh, yeah. to spoil you. I want people no, to watch. I was not show. violated by a ghost, so I'm okay. So no, it was kind of weird. Has ever happened to you? Uh, well, I like to be touched in a special way, but it's not happened yet. So as long as the ghost is of age, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the ghost has got to buy me a drink first. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were down in the pool area, and I, and I, a lot of times, I mean, I watch all the shows. I'm yeah. like, eh, I don't know if I'm really. Oh God, I'm getting you know touched, strangled, whatever. It's a demon. Yeah, it's yeah. a demon. It's a demon. It's a portal to hell. Um, no, uh, show yourself. Yes, exactly. It was like we we're sitting there, we we're doing a, something with the K2 meter, and all of a sudden it kind of felt like. First of all, it got really cold in there, which I know is so cliche, but it felt like something like walked through me, which was kind of weird, and I kind of looked at him like, ah, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. I felt like something, you know, walked through me, kind of looked at him like, something's weird, so we kind of looked at the K2 meter, and it was like pegging in red, which was kind of weird, and so I was like, okay, that's strange, you know, obviously that's paranormal, and it lasted only like, what, 30 seconds, and then it stopped, that was it. Were you in the pool? Yeah, or or yeah we were yeah. kind of like in the middle, not really the deep end, the shallow sure. end, so, I mean, I've seen all that on TV, you know, for like, ghost adventures and everything, it was kind of cool to be there, but, yeah, that place has got a creepy vibe, really? a couple of the, the rooms upstairs are kind of, yeah. you know, strange, yeah. and, uh, no, you know, we went to Gettysburg, that was kind of on our bucket list. I that, love Gettysburg, yeah. we've been there so many times. You it's know? just, I, well, I mean, I was a history minor, so it's like, yeah. it was really cool to kind of come back and see all that after reading about it, but then Alton, too, was always, because I met Troy at a conference like 20 years ago when I was in uh, Tulsa, and I was actually the, I worked on TV, obviously, for 25 years, so they, I was a guest host or whatever for this yeah. event, 
down in Tulsa, and he was the uh, kind of the keynote speaker. And so, yeah, in the early days, I remember he had his website. We were kind of doing our thing, and so, but I knew we still had this conference, and we were like, well, if we're doing this again, we should probably come out here and check it out and meet some people. And yeah, yeah. It's been cool. I mean, I wish it was like three days instead of two. I know, right? This conference, uh, conferences, you know, in, in general, uh, even paranormal conferences, they can be kind of daunting. Right. Like, oh, dude. I mean, and this one, for me, I, well, and we t we've had this conversation on and off all day long, recording all these segments, and this is like a reunion for a lot of us. We have a riot here, and it's like, I want another day. Like, we were just driving here, like, Thursday afternoon, and I was actually thinking, like, you know, in a couple, just a couple of days, we're going to be driving back home with that post-conference depression. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I have to, like, make me happy is my cat when I get home. Like, I know, she's been, we've been gone for three days. Right. You're pissed. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. That's all I have. There's nothing, there's nothing to fix that besides the, the kitty cat. Right. But, I mean, this is one of those ones I would like to, especially after today. We've had, we've just been, this has been so much fun doing what we're doing. Like, yeah. just talking with people. Right. You, Absolutely. Come here. You, yeah. you too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I want another day. And it's not there. Yeah. It might, you know, it's it's going to happen eventually because, like you said, Troy kind of limits it so it doesn't get too big so we don't have a bunch of concurrent events and things going on, but we might have to extend it to the Sunday or the Thursday or We're something. We're going to have to have an executive meeting with Troy, like a sit-down. Board, board meeting. I think we need, we'll do that tonight. Uh, once, we'll say 11, well, yeah, we'll do it about 11.30 when he's good. Midnight, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, now let's say he's good and scuttered at that point. We'll yeah. convince him that he has a board and that we're somehow on it. That's right. And we make an executive decision. <laughs> and you said yeah. yes. You voted, you said aye. He yeah. did. So he said right, right here. You yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So we're just going to do that. That's the plan. We'll have to no, erase I, this recording. Uh, these are these are they're great. We you know and just you know and I've been saying this all day long too with everybody we've had here just chatting with us. My main motivation for coming to conferences is the number one thing is to meet cool people and have really interesting cool conversations. I told the story earlier about a, you know we were talking earlier about a guy, my buddy Darren from yeah. Arizona. Yeah. I met that guy. The other I, Darren. Yeah, I, the other the other one. Yes. The other one. My other brother Darren. Yeah. I met that guy five years ago in a line at a concert with his daughter. Like, I mean, I've already told the story. And now we're like travel buddies. You know? So you go to things like this, and this is what you do. You, you, I mean, I keep, I've been saying this, I'm repeating myself like a moron, but if you come to this conference and you don't leave with a new friend, you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, that's you're totally a great point. doing yeah. it wrong, man. So, yeah, that's just that's what these things are about. And, yeah, I, I want another day. Okay, I think we'll get one eventually if it keeps growing. Like this, but Troy won't. No, we no. Tonight, the executive meeting. Exactly. Yeah. Stop. The executive club. Well, make sure you bring the cooler. Right. We gotta wear it full. Put a tie on, maybe. Right. You know, clean yourself up a bit. Yeah. And we'll just act official. So, so when did you bring the show back or, or on YouTube? Like, how long has it been? So we started talking. We started talking at the uh, the end of last year, probably around November, about planning it. So it wasn't until about February when we started dropping episodes. Yeah. So, so we've got about. Five out right now. Yeah. Uh, first one was from Wickenburg. Actually, that kicked it all off. Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a, that was a 30 minute. Uh, and, and then, and then uh, he had like a, a library. Uh, yeah, did a haunted. But for some reason, the libraries in Scottsdale, Arizona, are all haunted. I don't know what the hell, why. Maybe it's because cowboys or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So we did that, and then uh, and then we went UFOs. out to I did the Phoenix Lights. All right. I yeah. talked, oh, to, a lot, talked yeah. to a lot of the witnesses about that, so folks will move 
Mufon, so yeah. that was pretty interesting. Mufon, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And then uh, then we, I came out and saw you. Yep, yep. So, uh, so in, in that case, we've got uh, um, with the USS uh, Constellation and the USS Taurus. So uh, that's in Baltimore Inner Harbor. Yeah. So uh, we worked with the uh, Maryland. Oh, the Inner Harbor. Yeah. Near and dear to me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm oh, no worries. I was reminiscing. Like, yeah, Mar Maryland Paranormal Research, uh, their team, where, you know, we kind of have some of the, you know, traditional, as far as, like, documenting evidence, but they got, like, some, like, basically, yeah, the, they have the uh, the Escalade, I would say, or maybe the Lambo, uh, the Lambo Hurricane is what they've got of equipment, and so we did that, but then we also, Rick and I went up to uh, Gettysburg for three days, as you know, and we got five stories out of there, and I've actually gone to Tombstone, we've got, problem is, we got kids, you're married, and you got a job, it's the time management it's, is hard, it's tough to do, so we have this ass load of content right now, and I mean an ass load, and trying to figure out when the hell to put all these stories together, because yeah. now we're going to add this to the list, yeah. so I've got like, what, Tombstone I gotta do, yep. I went to Wilson, Kansas for like, it was a Paragon thing, yeah. shot like a gazillion, it's like, it's like, ah! It's like it's a good problem to have. Right. You know, I was gonna say it's a first world problem you have right now. I know. We have too much content. Right. But well, it's but like shut up, but, dick. But then, <laughs> no, no. But then it's the work. Right. We're right. gonna log, you know, because we're doing a 30 minute special. You gotta log all the sound because we do one on one interviews like you would see on yeah, the evening yeah. news. And then he, uh, then I have to write a script. I give it to him. He edits it, and uh, it's like working on the news again is what yeah. it is. But it's it's enjoyable. It's cool. It's brought us back together again. So. Where, where can people find your stuff? Really yeah, check it let's, out. Let's, yeah. I, want, I want to say that again. Like, where is it at? So it's youtube.com slash unexplained cases. And then we've got uh, Instagram, which is the same thing, Facebook. Now, Twitter, of course, it was a character limit. So it's unexplained case. Twitter's it is a worst. singular case right. on Twitter. Okay, just the one. Fascist. Just the one. Just yes, the one. I know, right? Fascist. I couldn't get an S. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Those conversations have it happening if you, if you realize because of your Ramon shirt. Yes. Well, I mean, Star Trek shirt's rad. But dude, the priest shirt, I've been yeah, I'm like, like, you're like, yeah, that's a rad priest shirt. Like, you're like, priest shirt in years. It's the only it's so funny. No, I should say, it's you said it's a connection. Right? Remember, it's, you said you meet people. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, right brother, there, dude. Right there. Yeah, totally. No, yes. thank you guys. Thank yeah, you absolutely. Thank you for chatting for a couple minutes with us. Absolutely. And one more, just put it on the microphone where we find. I just want to make sure, because I really am in, I'm into this. Right. I'm into this hard. One more time, hit that mic. Man. Yeah, so, so unexplainedcases.com is actually the main website, but uh, the content for our channel, please uh, like, subscribe, uh, share. That is youtube.com slash unexplainedcases. Yeah. We're at instagram.com slash unexplainedcases, and we're at Twitter. Uh, case. Unexplained case. Yes. Yeah. Just the one. Just, just the one. Singular. Yes. Darren? Yeah, it's a pleasure. Rick, Thank man, you so much. I, I, I'm so happy we got to meet you. Hey, yeah, thanks so cool. Nice to meet you guys. Right. Seriously, cool. All right. Thanks, Ghostly talk. Oh. God, this sucks. <laughs> I think this is going to be our last talk today. I know. I'm kind of upset. You I saved, am. You saved the best for last, man. Hey. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I'm bummed, though. Because, uh, well, on a personal note, you and I today, Cody, this turned into this, like, really cool collaboration. Sure. Uh, this, uh, and we, uh, we made some real jazz here, man. Like, we, I think we had, it was a lot of fun. We talked to a lot of people today. We didn't know what was going to happen, and each conversation was very 
different, very yeah. detailed, but yeah. about very different things, and they're all great. Yeah, and, I, and I'm grateful for the whole thing. Sure. There's a high. I'm gonna, I was gonna say there's a high bar because we've had some awesome talks. Today. Yeah, we have. We, well, we then totally. you don't need us because it's definitely going downhill now. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so we just kind of threw you guys down. I mean, you were here, James. Oh yeah. And we, you know, we talked last year. Yes. We met last year. We were just chatting in the bar. I think it's because no, if I remember correctly, now it's all coming back now. I think this was today or tomorrow or maybe the day before. And I'm not a Pantera fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember? You're okay. not a Pantera well, fan. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I don't hate them, but I don't. I would never have guessed that though. I'm not a Pantera guy, but I mean, if it wasn't today, maybe tomorrow. I have to look at my phone. Right. Vinnie Paul died a year ago. Right. The drummer of Pantera. Right. And I, when I saw that, I mean, like one morning here at the conference last year, I woke up and looked at my phone, and they're like, Vinnie Paul died, the drummer of Pantera. And I'm like, oh, damn, dude. And you know, even though I'm not a fan of Pantera, I respect it. Right. Sure. So I made a point sometime during the day last year to go to the bar and have a black tooth grin, which is uh, oh, crown, right. it's crown and Coke. That's Crown and Coke. Right. Actually, the, the actual recipe is like two shots of Crown, and you spit some Coke in I the I think glass. you made me have one of those two in his honor. Yeah, and I, I had that, and I think we started talking then, James. Yeah. yeah. And we just started, we were just chatting and stuff like that, and I just saw you a few minutes ago, and I'm like, well, have a seat. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, unfortunately, we have Len here, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's Pantera? <laughs> it's, well, a, it's a pizza place. No, yeah, it's a pizza place. No, I, no, I love you, brother. I'm so happy you're here. We're good. We, um, no, you're, you're one of the people I respect the most, like, seriously. Um, because I think people sometimes take themselves way too seriously in this field. Oh, yeah. And you're not one of them. But no. you know what's going on. You've been around. You're, you know, I mean, I hate to use the term old school, but you've done this for a long time. And we've talked a lot over the years. Uh, and not just with this conference. We've kind of crossed paths, you know, all over the place. And we've, we've just talked. And you're just this person I see. I'm like, it's Len. He's the man, dude. What's, that's Mr. Len. So I'm happy you both are here to kind of finish this thing off. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I do. All right, go. Yeah. What do we got? Let's talk you about. Start it off. You, you start the baton and we'll pass it around. Let's okay. talk about ghosts. Well, yeah. Oh, imagine we'll, that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I want to, I want to relive uh, last year when I first met you. Yeah. We talked about what you were talking about on Pantera and other things. Yeah. And we were sitting there and like, okay, well, I know you're a musician and I'm a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all coming back. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, how I got into ghost hunting, I was taking a break from being a musician. That sounds really familiar because. I, I got burnt out of the same old stuff of, uh, you know, you know the drama that happens in bands. The dangling carrot you're chasing all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and so there was a bad fallout with the last band that yeah, I talked yeah. to you about. What do you, what do you play? I'm sorry. I play lead guitar. Okay. Oh. Shredder, metal. Sure. Right up his alley, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm down. And I'm down. so what happened was that I was at this guy. We were, we were in this band, and my equipment was there. And a hole got punched into the, my 212 cabinet, my Mesa uh, Boogie cabinet. And he did Mesa Boogie? Mesa Boogie cabinet, yes. And he didn't want to... That's illegal in some states. It, it, I think it's a death sentence, okay? <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So he destroyed the best cabinet made out there, okay? Yeah. And so I, I said, hey, it's in your house. You have insurance. Fix it. No big deal. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'll do it. One gig went by. Two gig went by. Three. And we got paid. And the grill was 180 bucks from Mesa Boogie. Yeah. And I was like, um, let's, uh, aren't you going to fix my amp? 
cheddar now. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and then he's like, no. I'm not, he's like, well, I'm not playing any more gigs out there anymore until you, uh, you fix it. You yeah. fix it, you know, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And then, then you know, after that, he, you know, there was a fall. I was like, well, I'm not playing more gigs for you until you pay me. And if you're not going to pay me, I'm out of here. And then he goes, oh, you're under contract. I'm like, wait a second. You're writing, you're writing uh, contracts under my band name? I go, I know a little business law, intellectual, intellectual properties. Uh, this is so far, this yeah. is like so out of my league. Yeah, so after wow. after all that drama fell out, I'm like, yeah. I, I basically told the guy, hey, if I have to work with another guy like you, I'll stop playing music altogether. And so I, at that point, I decided to take a, a break. And you did! And, and I started ghost studying. I, I did the same and, thing many years ago. Because it was just a, it was a, a subject that I always wanted to go after, and now, yeah. now I had the time to do it. I did that years ago, and I, like I said earlier, the, the dangling carrot. And when I, I mean, that was... Like, 
you know, tour one time there, and I had to be the la- I had to go down to the basement, make sure nobody's in there, go in all the rooms and everything. And I just, I again, I'm very skeptical, but I just felt like something doesn't want me here. Maybe it's just me. I don't want to be here. It was just it's a creepy ass bad, or maybe it only wants to mess with a small or like one or two people. Because it seems maybe. like when there's a group going in, nothing's happening. Yeah. But it seems like when as, it, as things people dwindle and leave, sure. and you're like the last off, couple yeah. people, like we always are. Yeah. It seems like myself and uh, Mateo, we're, we're always the last to leave yeah. every location. And that's usually the last hours when it gets to the creepiest. Right. So, do you have something cool happening? I don't, have, have stories? I don't have that problem because who's ever my caboose, I always say to them, see if there's anybody in the back room, I'm going to make sure the front door is open. That way I'm the first one out the door. And I have no problem being the caboose and being the last one out because I love being scared, but like, fuck. I, it's still rattles. We can actually drop F-bombs here? Oh, you know, I mean, yeah. I was holding back. Well, no. we're, I mean, we're not making a habit out of it. Well, I mean, I'm, we're I'm kind of out. Yeah, no, we're kind of out of it. Swear and Okay, I, right. I think I've been pretty good. No, you've been perfect. You've been great. You've been great. We always hold that word for on the tours. I tell <laughs> if things start to go horribly awry, oh, yeah. when we drop the F bomb, it means look which way we're running and run with us. Because <laughs> we don't hunter. care about you anymore. That's the ghost hunter's prayer, right? Lynn, <laughs> if you had to guess, how many tours have you given, do you think, in your career? I, I One million tours. I can't. I've entertained tens of people, like I said. Right, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> I'm not one among them over the years. Yeah, I've been on your tours, but I can't count myself as one among them. But no. I force tens of people to watch me do things. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I started doing these in September of 2004. Really? For that late? Point. Okay. All right. Go. Well, I, th- I thought you were doing it much earlier, honestly. I had well, no idea. I was the caboose. Okay. All right. Okay. I would help at events. Then I became the... That's why I know to abuse the cabooses. Right. Because yeah. I was one. And I didn't know yes. that until recently, so, so fucking great. But Troy was leaving Alton, so he asked me to take over. Yeah. I did it the first, the next two years all by myself, every tour. Yeah. And then Luke was helping me, and I said, what if I get sick or something? Happens. Sure. So we brought Luke in. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite place to do in Alton? Like, what to give a tour, or, or even just, just by yourself? Or how about just to tell the story? Yeah, sure. What What's your favorite yeah, place? Pr- I mean, I won't tell the story, but my favorite story to tell. Well, I have favorites. Yeah. But sure. the most dramatic for emotionals is the prison. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that makes me, a lot of sense. That's ninety five percent history, but it explains a lot that goes on there. Sure. Kind of got away from the mic there. Uh, the Robert Wadlow story, the Alton Giant. I love telling that. I went my to that dad, statue this morning. Well, my dad is still alive. He's 89 years old. He met Robert Wadlow when my dad was in the second grade. Wow. I, my dad's eyes still really? light up when he tells that story. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I like telling, talking about the Cracker Factory. Yeah. Because Sam Thames, the guy that was the president of the Alton Antique District, I knew him when he was alive. I encountered him when he was dead down there in the old cracker factory. Wow. So the, I love telling the little stories along the way. That, well, the prison story is not a little. But no. I like telling those stories that I have a bit of a connection with. Yeah, that's awesome. And coming from the theater background, mm-hmm. yeah, I I will get a little more into it, a little more dramatic than everybody else. You, what did you tell me last time we spoke that you're like, oh, you just missed me with the beard because we did. You, what did oh. you do? Jesus Christ, 
Super Jesus Christ Superstar bet the end of January. Uh, and you had I was I was a regular household Jewish person. <laughs> I was a high I was a high priest and I was a Roman guard. I got to crucify Jesus at the end of every show. But you had a beard apparently. Oh yeah, I grew my beard. I, my beard was way down. Like more than Scott's right now. Yeah, yes, this it was. Pathetic right now. This it was, and it was full. My hair was down to my shoulders. Wow, that's great. I wish we could have seen that. After the last show, I came home and my wife was there with the scissors and, and the clippers. She's like, "We're done with this." She says, "It's gone." Sounds buddy. like my house. Yeah. Well, it's I going. don't. I don't have any theater background, but I sure do have stage background. Yeah. Uh, we play with. Yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. It's the same, it's the same thing. thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. You got an audience. You're entertaining. Exactly. I mean, you're not. I mean, inadvertently, you are. Even when you're ghost hunting, you know, it's like you don't want to bore. You know, you don't want to be boring. Yeah. And you want to have a good time because sometimes if you just sit there, you know, make your presence known. You know, it's like you, sometimes they react more when you're actually having a conversation and ignore them. Again, I love that. Make your presence known. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't no, wait till this there, comes out on video. Is there anybody here? Yeah. Make your presence known. You know, over and over. Where'd you hide the money? Come on, guys. What's going on here? My tagline is quit burning up my stuff. <laughs> I've had more cameras burn up on me with these, these really? entities. They yeah. get a little, little testy from time to time. Why do you think that happens? Flat out. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to be so direct, but I have to ask you. They're camera shy. They get mad at you. They might. It might be something that I've done. It might. They might just be mad at anybody being there in general. Yeah. It's whatever. It might be a, a line of questioning that, that starts to go off path. Or, or they just don't want to. Or they just don't want to be filmed. I mean, I can't like many times last night that they kept like locking up my yeah. software in my camera. You know, just manipulating it and draining it. I had like 100 percent went down to 60 percent battery. You know? I could, I could blame, I, I thought last night my phone kept rebooting last night. Mm-hmm. Like randomly, it was just rebooting and I'm like, what's going on here? And then I realized my phone was full of water. <laughs> you have an iPhone 4. No, <laughs> my, phone, my phone was full of water from the hike yesterday. Uh, no, I, I, you were sitting here, I had to right. take the whole damn thing apart and I had water in the battery compartment of the phone. <laughs> I, mean, I think that may be the problem. Yeah. That might be the issue here when the phone just keeps rebooting itself. Usually phones don't like water. Got a telephone story real quick. Do it. Uh, here Do about it. Alton, I was doing a private tour a couple of years ago. It was around uh, Veterans Day, so it'd be in November. Me, my buddy Steve that was helping, and three ladies. They were friends of mine. So two of them were in for I'm out of town, so we, yeah, I'll do a tour for you. And we went from place to place. Yeah. We were in the basement of the old Enos Tuberculosis Sanatorium. I'm telling the story, and they had their phones out because they are their cameras. They're taking pictures. So we're getting, we're done. We're starting to leave the basement. We're at the bottom of the stairs. The one woman, her phone rings, and she looks down, and I saw who the caller was. She screamed and dropped the phone. The phone call was from a friend of hers that had been dead for two years. She never had taken her off of her phone. And so she didn't answer it then? She, she dropped We it. went to pick it up and we lost it by then. Oh my God. But I saw what it was. Yeah. And that it, it was just, 
she was really freaked out. Of course. Yeah. So whether it was just a freak something that happened or it actually was her friend, I don't know. But it was weird the timing. Right. Well, hey, if that ever happens with me, I won't call. I will shoot you a text, maybe a Snapchat, and if you'll know it's me. The skeptic would say the phone got reassigned to another person. Well, the number. The number. That's why I hear the phone number. Sorry. Well, start bringing logic and reasoning into hey, this shit. What? Logic and reasoning into ghost hunting? No way. Whoa. What? the number thing though like yeah of course the numbers get reassigned but to call a number that has that old content it, oh, it's kind of Software is funny. I know, especially phone software. It's garbage. Especially when you get it wet. <laughs> especially when you get it wet. Oh, God. Don't get your phone wet. Well, my dad it's passed weird. away in 2006, and I've never taken his phone number out because I've always wanted to see if that experience would happen. Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, Keep it in there. Yeah. Just to see. You know? yeah. Like, I want to see if or my sister our, passed our, away. One of the dearest years friends. Ago, and, I wanted, and I got her number in there. Same thing. I'm yeah. going, I wonder if she's going to call from the dead. You yeah. know? One of the dearest friends we had on our show was Tom. You, remember, you may remember Tom. Tom Mott. Did you ever meet Tom Mott? I knew, yeah, I knew Tom. Tom. So Tom, you know, he passed away a few years ago. 2013, he passed away. We lost Tom. And, you know, sucky. He was a part of our family. He was a part of what Ghostly Talk was. He was a big part of our family. He was Amber's best friend. You know, it was a really sad thing for us. And I remember when he passed away, a couple days later, that's when we had the Google Chat thing. Like, you know, you, you, you'd log into your Gmail, and you could have a pane that had the Google Chat thing going, right? Sure, yeah. I'd have all my friends listed on there, and they'd either have like, a, like an empty circle or a green circle to signify if they're online or not. So a couple days after Tom passed away, I looked on my Google Chat, I hopped on my laptop, and I looked, and Tom's light was green. Mm. And I, I, I won't lie, Tom had the greatest sense of humor ever. He was a beautiful man, and he would laugh at any of this stuff. You think he'd fuck with you? No, I texted him. I, I mean, I'm like, Tom, is that you? Fucking answer. No answer, dude. Right. Now, now, answer me, damn it. I know you're online. There's a perfectly logical explanation. Speak. Speak, will you? You coward. Make your uh, there's a perfectly known. logical explanation. Uh, his daughter, uh, Tom's daughter, Amy, had his phone. Going the phone had not, and and the, no, the phone had not powered down yet, and it logged into his Gmail when she booted it one time. Sure. And yeah, so that's what that's what happened. But if, when you don't know that. I'm like, what if I get an answer? Yeah. Well, how, what, what would you do cool. if you got an answer? And if you knew Tom and how funny he was and how goofy he was and how beautiful of a person he was, there wasn't too much that would offend him. There was nothing that would offend him. So, you know, me doing that, I know he was probably, if he is somewhere, I mean, there's a lot of ideas flying around this thing. Wherever he may be or if he is somewhere, I know he was probably like, dumbass. Stupid <laughs> shit. I'm not there. I'm there. I'm gone now. I don't have a phone anymore. I don't need a phone. What's wrong with you? I don't have time for you guys. Yeah, I don't have time anymore. You guys were really boring in life, and you're even more boring now that I'm dead. <laughs> no, he's a beautiful guy. But that, that, I think we all have that little, you know, like, yeah. what if they answer? Yeah. What if something happened? But then you'd have to ask questions only you two would, would know. Well, right. Well, you, sure you, 
you and Troy came up with the code word, but then you spoiled the code yeah, we word. Yeah, what, what word was that? It was like butt wipe or something stupid. <laughs> and Troy's like, well, first off, no. You already said it on the air. Everybody knows it now. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's got to be a secret. Notice how our ghost busting changes when it becomes personal. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? All oh, yeah. of a sudden, I mean, all of a sudden, is this Tom? It's not like, oh, good, I've made a connection with something. Oh, right. Something. Yeah. Now it's personal. Oh, yeah. And you... And you need yeah, proof. Kind we, of. we want proof, and we really want proof because it's somebody that well, we Well, I miss know. her. I miss him. Yeah. I know you, 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 you miss your father. You know? And my sister. Man. Yeah, you miss your sister. Damn, you got room service. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think he was actually going to get Damn. you a drink. partner, man. Take care of me. I didn't think wise. he was really going to get you a drink. That's oh, one no. hell of an operation you got going on no, there, he, man. He's, he's like, hey, man, lift it up. It's the ghost conference. Am I the only one that's going to remember this? No. Yes. We're good. I'm totally clear, man. That we have with this thing. I mean, not to go too far in the weeds with this, but when someone dies that you love, that you're close to, right? What's the first thing that you think? I mean, at least in my mind, I'm like, I want them back. I don't want them gone. I want them here. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, man. So when my sister died a couple years ago, yeah, we had a conversation before she died. She died of stage four cancer. Oh my you know? God! And so I was on the phone. I knew it was going to be the last conversation I had with her. And so we were joking. She was into the paranormal. She'd watch Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, and all that. And I said, hey, I go, if this is our last conversation, I go, my next ghost hunt is in Beardstown. <laughs> and I said, I will ask for you. She goes, you do that. I go, I go we'll be ghost hunting forever, you know. And uh, I did ask for her when we did go. When she passed away, and I did ask. There was some questionable things that might have been her, but it, it was just, you know, it does become very personal. No, it know? does. Um, you know, and that's, you, you get rid of that whole clinical idea of what we're doing here, and it does, when you make it personal, um, yeah, well, you know, well, there, there's funny things with this stuff. There, there is, I know, you know, I'm not going to do that. No, no, so, it's cool. No, it's, it, 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 when it gets personal like that, yeah, it changes the whole game. I, think I don't worry. Really, I, I have no like, problem getting personal, man. Uh, in fact, at her funeral, yeah. I told her I was going to do this just to see if she's going to be there. You know, literally. Yeah. I said, hey, I'm bringing a K2 meter. I did. Turned it on right by her. I turned it on right by her coffin and it went. Dirty boy. It went bleak, bleak. I'm like, I knew you'd be here. I'll see you at the good next ghost you know, you know, here's the thing with that. Some people may have saw that you do that. What the fuck's wrong with oh, this I know. guy? Oh, I know. I know, but you know what? It's my sister. Yeah. She gave me permission before she passed away. And there's nothing disrespectful about that. No. No. And now, if there's something she said, no, I'm against that. Don't do that. I would honor her. I know but you wouldn't have done it. But she's a ghost hunter. She left it by heart. Yeah. She was a ghost hunter. She loved it. And um, that was my way of sending her off, you know? That, that right there, I mean, yeah. and that, you know, to me, I think a lot of people that they come to this conference, I don't think they get to that area. I think, you know, when you're introduced to this stuff, it's this, it's this curiosity you have about things like what could happen after this mortal coil we all are encapsulated in here kind of goes away. It's a curiosity. I don't think a lot of if you hear that sound, it, it, it was mixing a drink. Way to go, James. Hey, man, I told you to keep it interesting. You have really good mics. victories right there that matter. You have really good microphones. I can't what? wait for you. You have really good oh, microphones. Yeah, it, yeah, it actually picked up the ice. It was kind of nice. soothing. <laughs> hey, yeah, I told so you I entertain you guys. No, I mean, I, I don't think people get to that area where it gets that person. What's, what's up? 
Quinn? I have, I have so many people that I know that have had a family member or somebody that I know also. Yeah. They pass away and the living person comes up to me and they say, if they come back, will you let me know? Oh, Jesus. Like they're going to come back to see me. Right, right. <laughs> You're the first stop. But, you know, people are grievous. I go, if they do, you'll be the first one I, sure. I tell. Yeah, yeah. I'll do you one even better. Oh, boy. I talked to my mom. Okay, she's in her 80s. I said, I'm the executor of the state for the house. And I said, you know what? You do know after you pass away about a week or so, I'm going to do an investigation in the house to see if you're still here. Yeah. She just laughed. But I'm like, no, I'm serious, Mom. I'm serious. <laughs> sure some people would consider that like that's really weird what you're doing again if, that, if your family you members are okay, no, okay yeah, with yeah. it then why why not yeah of course Here's whatever else thinks okay i can beat that my dad who's 89 years old uh-huh. same thing my dad who's 89 years old his birthday's in october and he says well i hope to see my 90th birthday i yeah. hope that he really rough shape so I say well and he you know he reads my books he knows what I do he tells me stories things that happen to him so I said well if you're gonna die can we have a code word can you come back to a code word or do something and he said no when I'm dead leave me the hell alone That's amazing. I love it. That's beautiful though too. Yeah. Leave me alone. Well, then you don't. Have, then you never question. You don't have to wonder. Yeah. Just be like, no, no. Well, that was an easy one. Yeah. He yeah. said no. <laughs> Guys, thank you. Hey, no problem. I'm Always so happy pleasure. we got to sit here and talk. Sure. <laughs> Good to see you again, James. No yeah, it was nice seeing you too. Do either you have? Is it over? What day is it? Oh, I know. Do, do either you have anything? Give anything you want to. You want to plug your website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm currently, uh, we're putting it together. We had a little bump in the road today, but we're currently putting together our own website. Uh, me and Luke Nalamore. Is it LukeandLynn.com? Luke, no. It's it. PhantomsParanormal.com. Okay. Phantoms, an homage to my dad. Who the Len and Luke Show. Com. No, it'll be the Len and Luke Show. Great. That's awesome. Don't let Luke know, but just to piss him off, yeah, no. I'm putting myself as founder and him as co-founder. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> I paid the 20 bucks to get the domain name. Fuck Dude, hammer him. Hammer him. Hilarious. I Dang, said it. Fuck it. Sure, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> and with that, viewers, we're signing off. Sure, I'll do a, I guess, as they, as they always say, a cheap plug. Uh, so, since we're at a ghost conference, obviously, uh, I have a Facebook page, uh, Missouri Alternative Paranormal Science Maps. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and we, and if you go to uh, YouTube, you can at least find about 400 videos of us for the last four or five years of ghost hunt wow. stuff that we do. Nice. Uh, the rest of it's old music band stuff. You know, uh, the YouTube channel. The party section. Yeah. The YouTube uh, channel for where you can find music and ghost stuff uh, for us is James August Productions on YouTube. Thanks, Danny, so thanks, thanks for your it's time, man. You, James. Oh, yeah, good man. to see you, man. Yeah. And Lena, uh, again, I, in all seriousness, it's so good to see you, too. I, I, I love you, brother. It's good. I'll, I'll always have a blast. Yeah, I love awesome. seeing all you guys. Great, man. Let's do this again next year. We should. <laughs> let's do another podcast next year, guys. Let's, let's do it for sure. Yeah, this is like the... I think we're done. I'm glad we ended. Um, yeah. I'm glad this yeah. was the last podcast. I don't know if you're done, you guys were here for the last one, man. <laughs> See you, Lynn. Later, uh, guys. Bye, Lynn. Um, yeah, so this is it, Cody. That's it? I love you, Cody. <laughs> hey, we should, you know what we should do? We should get drunk about it. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. All right. I've already started. Yeah, let's, <laughs> Scott, let's drink beers at it. Let's drink beer. Well, we got to pack the gear first. Well,
to make Leah pack all the gear. Leah. There you go. That's your job. She's not the most. She's like, what's this board? I'm just going to throw in the garbage. She's not the most gentle. I was just trying to get her out of having to pack shit up. But she's like, oh, I'm false. So never mind. Yeah, she'd be great. Have her I think up. Leah would be fantastic at that job. I know she would, would be. be no, uh, yeah, wow. Thank you to all the wonderful people that were here. Like, they were nice enough to come talk to us. And they started dealing with us. And we didn't know. Like, you know, you and I were talking, like, yesterday. Like, okay, what are we going to do here? Like, and you had your rig. I had my rig. And we just kind of like, let's just do it all together. I was, planning on, I was planning on just getting ghost tours from people like I did last year. But I feel like we had... A lot more in-depth conversations than we, I would have had had I yeah. just done ghost stories. And I mean, I talked about some ghost stuff, but we talked yeah. about a bunch of random stuff, and we just kind of let the conversations flow and went where they went, and it was great. And, and well, and my thing with this stuff too, I mean, kind of what our philosophy is with the show now is that's why we don't just try to like. Excuse me. Finish the beer. <laughs> All right. Um, we don't try to lock everything into some idea like it has to stay paranormal. Right. I mean, I said this earlier to one of the people we had here. I mean, it's been such. I, I can't remember. I, I, I can't know remember. It's been such a blur today. But I did say that I'm like, you know, it took me a handful of years studying the, you know, the people in the afterlife, trying to understand the afterlife, right. to really understand how real life is. Right. You learn from stuff like that. Oh yeah. That's why I've got myself with you know at least with ghostly talk where I mean look at the banner behind us. You see what's going on here, right? Yep. And, yeah. It's all to me. It all kind of is this beautiful rainbow-esque <laughs> one. I mean, it all just kind of bleeds together for me. I don't think about it all like it has to be this. It has to be that. There's and you know one of the things that I know Doug and I in the old days that was our thing. Like any of the old listeners out there, we we would preach this thing to to the walls up and down the halls that you know I am convinced that there's something weird happening out there. Whatever it may be, there's something that's happening in whatever arena or whatever, like if it's a UFO or a Bigfoot or whatever it might be, something's happening out there. What I try to understand, or what my quest is, is to try to understand how it's all related. Right. Period. That's the bottom line here. And conferences like that, conferences like this, um, this is a place to come to to try to understand that and maybe try to draw some lines. So yeah, guys, thank you. James, it's so good to see you. Thank you, man. It's good. Cody. Nice to meet you, by the way. Yeah. Cody, we got a night ahead of us, brother. We do. We got to the, no, this was this really was amazing. It was so much fun. It was fun. so good to work with you all day long. We had a riot. Thank you. I mean that. I mean that so much, dude. You're, you're I wish I would have done this sooner. This was fun. No, this yeah. Yeah. we're definitely doing this again next year. Been, my voice is going. Not Can you make sure it. I get a copy of this? This is our first. No, no problem. First. No problem. Because I'm stoked to do it again next year. No, done deal. Absolutely. Done deal. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you. This was the 2019 Haunted America Conference. I was just 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 sitting here sipping and talking. We'll see you again next year. Oh yeah, next year. Oh for sure. Later. Yep. All right. Ghostly talk.